Hello, everyone. Welcome to another MCU crew. This week, we're fueled by lidocaine and heavy narcotics. At least I am. <laughs> I was about to say, whoa, no, what did I miss out on for breakfast? I don't know about yeah, you two. I don't know what you guys are doing, but yeah, I've got... I was not made aware. Got those lidocaine patches rocking. Yeah. We've got narcotics in the system. We're great. We're feeling fantastic. Just don't ask me to stand up. You can't do that really easily. What happened? I, I was following your your um twitter thing yeah. when you went to the hospital did you did you get a kidney stone what happened no it, it was uh the uh, the hospital ruled it as a lumbar strain uh which is a lower oh, back yeah it's a it's a lower back uh strain so i'm i'm how did they how did oh you strain God. it uh could have been so i i uh, i have been working out now for about five or six weeks and i think uh it could have been a multiple there there are two or three exercises it could have been but none of them were like significant moments like i didn't know that that's what happened when it occurred um in fact i kept working out no it was uh it was a a, a goblet squat is what i think it most likely was um Uh, but it also could have been i do another exercise call it a dead bug it could have been that um could have been a couple of things but I'm not 100% uh, sure exactly what it was. I was fine when it happened. I was like, oh, that didn't feel right. And I just kept, maybe I, I'm, okay, I'm done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take a shower. Went upstairs, took a shower. When I got out, I had a hard time, like, putting clothes on. I was like, this is weird. I walked out to the car and, like, got halfway into the car, then realized I can't move, like, at all. Mm. Like, I just, I'm stuck. And so I stood up uh, in the garage, and that was as far as I got, and we called an ambulance and all that shit. So off to the hospital, I went. And sat there for four hours. They, put they, a bunch they of, stick some stuff in your back to like numb your ass out, or was it? Yeah, yeah. They gave me a uh, a shot in in my uh, no, it was actually it was in my left arm. And then gave me a bunch of pills and said, "Good luck, have fun." I was hoping they were going to give me steroids into like the actual lower back, uh, but apparently they don't do that unless it's like absolutely needed. So mm. maybe I didn't complain. Well, I guess enough. it's good it wasn't absolutely needed, right? Yeah, yeah, right. But it, uh, it took like four to eight hours, and then I could finally walk. Uh, but I, it's like an, an elderly uh, person's walk where I'm like hunched over and doing this <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then I was able to stand up fully, like fully straight this morning. So there's progress has occurred. I should be back by, I would think, about a week. They said it would be about a week or two for a recovery process. Well, that's good. I want to say, hilariously, also shout out to Dr. John. Yeah, I saw dude, your Dr. John. I saw your messages. He's great, Doctor John, out there saving lives. He's crushing it. He was the so I was uh, w- when I was standing outside and like literally didn't move for thirty minutes. Aaron's like, "What do you want to do? I have to go back. Like I've got meetings. I, I can't like I can't just stand here all day with you, right? Like <laughs> I got to do shit." Uh, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to call an ambulance because it's going to be stupid expensive." Uh, and she texted John. It was like, "Do we need to call an ambulance?" And John was like, "Yeah, get call one." And so we just called one. So he's the reason why I went to the hospital. Probably better than I, I, I did. Must, I'm, I must tell you, it is hilarious because now everyone I know who's like, eh, something terrible happened to me. So I was talking to Dr. John. I'm like, Dude, what? he's like the streamer helpline. He's great. <laughs> like, you what? Yeah. So funny. He's great. Well, I need Dr. John for when I have to like, you know, he's going to get me a, an illegal kidney or some shit. There you go. When I start oh, falling legal? apart, I'm going to need... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. wink, uh, wink, wink, you know, not illegal, wink, you know. Yeah. It's true. When they need those body, wink, 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 body parts. 
It's true. How was uh, Chicago, Jesse? I was going to come up Lovely. there, and then all this shit happened. I would have loved to see you. It was great. Um, I did two things I've never done before. The first night I got there, Crandover's like, bro, I'm going to take you out for a good night. We went to Medieval Times. I was like, Oh, what? God. you never okay. been to Medieval okay. Times? Never been to Medieval Times. I feel um, like that would be like, I feel like you were born at Medieval Times. Thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, the most Jesse thing. Thing. I got drunk enough that I tried to get the, the wenches to revolt against the queen. We had a guy, he named himself, the, he was, his name was, I think, Mike or Ryan, I don't remember, but he said, hi, I'm your man-wench, uh, I'll be serving you today. And I was like, man-wench, there's more of us than, than, than the royals, we shall rise <laughs> up against the queen. It was great, it was super fun, um, and the, our night won, so it was even better, and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I was like, I didn't know that when they fought, they, it was like the most over, it was like watching Star Trek fighting in the 60s. Did you never see Cable Guy? Like. With Jim Carrey? I mean, I have, but in that, okay. they're, like, actually, you know, fighting. Yeah. And this, like, a dude would swing and a guy would roll 50 feet. It was, like, the craziest thing. I was like, this is amazing. Um, We did that, and that was wild. And then after our show on Friday, on Saturday, we went to the Bristol Renaissance Fair, which was huge. Yeah. That place was massive. And, um, yeah, we walked around, and I, people watched, and there was a moment at the end of the day where – it started to rain, and then, like, a bunch of dudes on drums started to, like, pound the drums. And I want to say 200 people got in, like, a, this wild drum orgy. I don't know what was going on. But it made me realize that, like, over the course of 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 years, humans have not changed, really. Those <laughs> drums started, and people, like, was it like started the fucking, going off. Was it the scene from yeah, Zion? I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? A good beat gets people moving no matter what. And it was like pouring down. They were like dancing. I was like, this is this is tribal as shit. Like, we're, we're still the same people we always were. Like, this is wild. So it's pretty neat. Did I don't get, know. I've never done those things before. Did you get to see the mud man? I know Grindor was talking. I did see the mud show. It was actually, I'm going to say this unironically. Okay. The mud brothers were hilarious. They're called the mud brothers. Funny. That's who they are? Yeah genuinely the funniest thing i've ever seen shout out to our boy billy billy von billy <laughs> he was great he was very funny i assume they've been doing the show for 45 years so like they know how to land a joke fantastic actually really funny so yeah i enjoyed okay. it i never right. been those places before i'm not a big like ren fair guy yeah. not something i do often so i was like this was fun you dressed up big ass turkey leg and it was all over my face, yeah. Were you dressed up Great. at the Ren Fair? The Crindor just No, dress I up? wore a t-shirt oh, <laughs> and, like, okay. jeans because I was like, I don't want to get bug bites. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was, uh, I, didn't do, I didn't dress up as anything. I do, I do have a question. This is just something I'm putting out there. When did people start to become mushroom people? Pirates? Sure. Checks out. Fairies? Obviously. The Fae? Wait. Very Renaissance. All these different, like thematically D, D characters sure but there was a very high number of people dressed as mushroom people like my type like shit? like a like a mushroom cap head and i don't know when that started i, think I have no instagram. idea instagram did that instagram huh? was a mushroom cap because even the other day i saw a bunch no, of like instagram a... is like crazy guys like there's people on there that forage oh sure yeah yeah, they go in the woods, and now you've got like cottage core, 
and like mushrooms are considered cute now see back in my day mushrooms were considered monstrous but now i guess people think they're cute and so wait what is cottage core that are like cottage core is a romanticization of living in the country from white girls who've never lived in the country oh that's my wife (laughs) yeah it's like uh, i mean she bought a cottage so patterns and you know what i mean like like I'm going to gather flowers and bake bread and have a farm. Now, as someone who grew up on a farm, I can tell you, and anybody in chat can tell you, farming is hard-ass fucking work. There's nothing glamorous about it. There's nothing. But these people are like, no, I would have one cow. And I'm like, yeah, and you're, you would. Oh, I don't don't think she wants to do the whole cow thing. I think that's a a subsect. Holy shit, Bronze. That was the most accurate arrow to the heart roast i've ever heard in my entire life you've never been more apt oh my god i mean that's what it is they're like i long for the days of little house on the prairie and i'm like life sucked back then boo but you do you <laughs> the old cottage core okay oh i will say i did see two people who were dressed up as gnomes like very cute gnomes they had like the rounded ears and everything i want to say best outfit at the entire they look so cute are we talking like, like World of Warcraft gnomes or what? Like no, what? I'm talking like um, garden like, gnome. Yeah, like garden gnome. Okay. And it was they were so they were so cute and they were like holding hands the entire time walking around. And I was like, that is a that is a goal right there. Like, that is very cute. Everyone else was like half pirate, half robot. <laughs> There's one guy was dressed up as Ash from Evil Dead. And I was like, well, that yeah, all right, that checks out. Sure. Like he is, is, back in is a rent fair just like an excuse to cosplay for these people? Is convinced that convinced of this? Is it like a convinced of it? Like a cosplay yeah. testing ground my or local, something? My local rent fair, because this used to piss me off. I don't know why. Because I guess maybe because it breaks my immersion, where I'm like, that's not. But my local rent fair has created one weekend where it's the multiverse theme. So oh. now people come on multiverse weekend, which I prefer. So they have pirate weekend, fairy weekend. I think it's like the other ones, like monsters and they have like anime weekend. No, oh. I think that all falls under under multiverse. Darn. Like, within. okay, if you have anything that's not one of these things, come on multiverse weekend. Otherwise, stop it. Don't come during pirate I got, day. I got schooled because I was like, yeah, I was like, Crendor, I don't get it. Half the people here are pirates, and the other half have fairy wings, and that person is like a dragon man. None of this was in the Middle Ages. And Crendor goes, that's because it's a Renaissance fair. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> all right. That sounds like Crendor. That's Crendor Cadence. That's Crendor statement. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Roasted. Roasted, toasted. Roasted. Yeah. Toasted. Yeah. Well, cool. It sounds like you had fun in, uh, in sh- Chicago. Chi-town. Yeah. It sounds like you had a terrible weekend. Uh, um, it, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's find our happy balance. Let's find bronze. bronze what'd you do? Yeah, how, Tell us about yeah, your you experience this weekend. What happened? What'd you do? Um, let's see. Okay, I took my first boxing class. Oh, how'd that go? And uh, number one, someone who works out pretty regularly, it is the toughest thing. You were in the dead in like world. sixty seconds, I, right? I slept at eight o'clock at night. I was like, I slept like a baby. I slept like the dead. It is the hardest I've ever worked. And uh, I felt like my my aim was pretty good. But when you're hitting a bag for an hour, 
and you're supposed to always land on the first two first two knuckles. Yeah. And I missed enough and landed on the other three that my hands were horribly swollen and bruised and they've only just now recovered. I had to ice them. They were what, what, like um, what weight gloves were you using? Uh one sixty. Okay. I don't know what the thing is. I think it's is it ounces? Like I just remember being one sixty. Yeah, there it I think you ounces work. I think they also do them in pounds, like five pounds. Because I know you buy them according to your weight, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it also depends. If we, I know it's different in like UFC and stuff like that. Um, they use a different mechanism for all that. I've I've had it explained to me, but I can't explain it back because it's been a while. But it was probably yeah, sixteen ounce. Is that what it was? Was it one hundred sixty or sixteen ounce? Well, I, let me look. Hold up. It, it was probably it right sixteen because one hundred sixty is fucking heavy. I think 160 is the length of my hand wraps, and I'm mixing it all up now. That sounds Here we go. I love that you were you went in full like you did hand wraps and everything. This wasn't this wasn't a half ass thing. You were boxing. Well, you'll break your fucking hand if you don't. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) badass. Yeah, so like I learned like some fundamentals and then hit the bag for a while. Um, I'm not definitely not up to sparring. You got Uh, the lingo down. You hit the bag for a while. That sounds like a seasoned boxer there no i'm just at the point of conditioning right now to like get in the base level of health to move up to it but i didn't realize that like my forearms hurt so bad like everything hurt i was like oh because i lift so i was not thinking that this would be that sore but i don't work out like these muscles this here this everything hurt holding my mouth hurt writing down notes hurt boxing exhausting man yeah awful even though I have zero boxing experience, I do have a friend who boxed for a while, and he told. And this is one friend, so whatever. Okay. He told me that you know how ellipticals have those things you hold on to, and you go like this when you're mm-hmm. on them. He said that helps a lot because with the constant like this Movement. of boxing, doing elliptical stuff like helps. So if that you need sense. if you need that arm stamina, I guess that's an option. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you do I the uh, the little thing combo down? feels really good oh yeah they had you doing different like jab jab punch or yeah yeah the coach came over like with the mitts to test if i could do it and um the one thing i was like half-assing is like in the combo i had a slip where you have to like go off center to dodge a dodge a punch and so i did get popped in the mouth with the mitt once because i like nailed the rest of the combo and then forgot the slip (laughs) but she was like in the group too and she like popped me and she was like oh my god i'm so sorry i was like no i I thought I was going to dodge. She's like, I thought you were going to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened. That'll happen. And the other thing that like completely broke my brain is I like had it down. Everything was great. She's like, okay, now use your other foot as your leading foot. And I just like stared at the bag. It was like that math meme where I was like, how do you do this? Yeah. Uh, and she's like, okay, jab. And I was like, she's like, that's a cross. And I was like, right. Cause now this is the, She's like, yeah, you got to learn the combo southpaw too, and I was just like, "Did you do any speed back?" Rocky I moment. You were doing like, like a. My brain doesn't work like that. <laughs> it it yeah. takes a while, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> did you do any speed bag, like the little dangly no, bag? No. Okay. Mm-mm. That's pretty fun, but that's also like, that's I've done a little bit of that. It's so unbelievably tiring. Like you, you get you just die. Imagine. 
and for like <laughs> they do it for like so long and the first time you go and do it they're like all right here we go i'll be back in like 10 minutes and it's like what i can't i'm done i did it for 30 seconds right i can't yeah. hold my arms anymore yeah Oh so, my gosh. It's rough. So yeah, they were, they messaged me like the people at the gym messaged me last week and they were like, Hey, are you going to come back in? Like we always recommend beginners come in like twice a week so you can get down fundamentals. And then if you want to come once a week, you can come yeah. once a week. And I was like, I'm not ready to like my bones hurt. <laughs> like, you got to go back though. You gotta... My hands are bruised and they're like, yeah, you just wrap them up. I was like, I will cry if I get back. Like I'm going to start crying gotta go watch some uh invest in nicer gloves because i had some like cheap like oh did they provide them yeah i had to use the beater gloves that they had there they were like they weren't really my size and they weren't really my weight and the first thing they commented is they're like you hit the bag really hard and i was like what and they're like yeah you're like they're like you like have great follow-through you punch through the bag which is good they're like but you know, for a beginner, like you might want to lay off a little. And I felt that the next day. So the first thing I did was get gloves that are more my speed because the women's gloves they had there, I don't think they did my knuckles any favors. <laughs> Makes sense. That's awesome, though. I bought, I bought cute gloves. I did my research and bought cute ones with skulls on them. Are they pink? Are they? No, they're black on black. <laughs> Okay, there you go. That's, I started to say, I was like, I don't know what, I, I should have said, I don't know what cute is in the world of bronze. Uh, and now I know it's skulls. Skulls that's, with crowns on them. Yeah, that's that's cute. Skulls with crowns, exactly. Exactly. And I got Chun-Li hand wraps from Super Rare. So I think I'm invested now. I think I'm in. Like, huh. Okay. got my Street Fighter hand wraps. Is it just boxing or is, is it, or do you play, do you want to do like kickboxing or what, what's your they goal here? Kickboxing the gym i'm going to i yeah. don't think i'm ready for kickboxing because that's also exhausting just about put me into a coma yeah so getting legs involved i don't even know how that's gonna go yeah do you have ne literally you get, never been that tired you get your boxing shorts do you have those no i don't have boxing shorts yet no can we look <laughs> can we get the mc crew logo on some boxing shorts for you <laughs> And have you get and in the back it says bronze, and then on the, it, it, I'm just saying. Then I go to Streamer Showdown. And, there you go. And beat down on these people that only train for a couple months because I've been training for like I a year. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. It would have to be hotel bronze. Oh my god. Oh, it would. Oh, yeah. It would have. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Jasmine hotel bronze. You don't think Hotel Bronze would show up to that fight? Hotel Bronze would be like, we'd have Hotel Bronze for two weeks beforehand. <laughs> oh, my God. We'd just That'd read her, like, best. Wanda Stan uh, tweets or something for two weeks. I would fight. be in the audience screaming like I was Adrian. I'd be like, go, Bronze, go! Well, then we got to get you cosplayed all up. Yeah, we got to get you, like, a wig and all that stuff going. It'd be great. Yeah, I'll put the wig it on and, like, the the cardigan yeah, like I'll be crying for the entire time. Yeah, the crying is all well and good, but would you believe in me enough to put money on me? Do you think I'd win? Ooh, are you fucking? I would, of course. Are you kidding me? Aww. I'm convinced you would pummel some. If they put you against another streamer, are you kidding me? I, I would, I would put money. The only thing I wouldn't put money on is you stopping in time before doing real damage. 
I think you would go like berserker rage. Yeah. Start actually hurting them, and they'd be they'd have to pull you off. This I agree. Is what I think, I'd be like, don't, I'm not putting money on that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, that sounds about right. You know, rage yeah. is a good motivator. Well, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I'm just saying, they'd be like, "Stop! She's already dead." Stop! <laughs> You'd just be like, "Ah!" Start punching the ref. <laughs> start fighting the audience yeah oh my gosh i did always love wrestling for that i live for the drama so like i love like the wrestling drama when they start punching the ref and everyone's like oh he hit the ref and they like start going i'm like i know it's all rehearsed but i still love it when they like go into the ring grab each other like where did that come from yeah it's awesome (laughs) have you ever been to like a live wwe or live any live wrestling show there even like the the like indie quote-unquote indie live wrestling shows are badass they're so good they're so they're a lot of fun yeah there's a lot the energy is like so there's so much random energy in that room they're just like this fucking sick i don't care who wins but that dude's punching that dude and that's fucking crazy (laughs) it's great that was honestly the best part of glow yeah glow is oh that's a fantastic show Glow is such a good show, but my favorite is like when they have what's her name, Debbie Egan. Like she's she's a soap opera star, and they're like, "Listen, you were made to be a wrestler. Like you have the chops." And she's like, "No, this is stupid." And they take her to a show, and halfway through, she's just like, "I get it. Like it just clicked. It just clicked with me. The storylines are the same as soap operas. The drama. Like she's like, this is soap operas for for men that drink beer and drive trucks." She's like, "I get it." And I was like, seeing that happen on screen, I was like, that's what happens to people in real life. Like, they're like, I don't really get this wrestling thing. And then once they're in, they're in. Because it's just one of those mm. things that you're like, I get it. It clicked for me. I get it now. Yeah. That's how that's. I mean, I, I've tried to get back into wrestling uh, in the past year or so, but there's like, you have to, there's so much storylines that you have to like keep up with. It's kind of a, you have to you either have to be like a full-time fan or not a fan at all you can't like half-ass it i agree so yeah yeah they 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 move forward in that world very fast and now it's like on top of wwe you have like other great options you've got like AEW, you've got new japan wrestling and so like keeping on top of everything i think is is intimidating yeah i will agree with that there's a lot going on that's a great way to put it well cool we all had uh different i would say we all had pretty different weekends jesse went to a renaissance Mm -hmm. fair and put on a live show live show went well by the way jesse we didn't even talk about that we talked about the rent fair but everything was good it's great absolutely it is it continues to amaze me that anyone shows up for anything i do did you sell out yeah uh, it's shout out to lincoln hall in, in chicago it's beautiful incredible absolutely love it every time we're there it's the wildest thing in the world uh you know just a blast to see basically you wonder what a cox credit live show is we literally harass the audience for two hours it's lovely i'm sad I like, oh yeah that sounds like oh, a good it's time beautiful yeah i would love for you to be there harass me i'll just be sitting there with my boxing gloves on i'll come <laughs> off my mcu crew boxing shorts <laughs> buy oh, tickets God. to that chat yeah there you go beats the shit out of jesse and jesse likes it <laughs> yeah i'd be like 
There you go. Like you paid for this. You paid to come see this. Yeah. <laughs> Cut up and bloody. Like this was the best show we've ever done. <laughs> Should be good. Look for it in the future. Jesse's just gonna invite bronze. Do it up. It'll be a big show. Uh terms of MCU stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't have that much. There's not I mean, we got some some leaked echo set uh, stuff. Uh Tom Holland kind of made some some news over the weekend. Uh he announced that he's uh, taking a break from uh social media. Uh and he straight up said, I've been taking a break from social media for my mental health, uh, but felt compelled to come on and talk about uh, STEM4Org. Uh, it's a charity that uh, he'd like to take multi shine on their fantastic work, posted a video about it, and, uh, and then said, uh, let's get talking about mental health. So I think he just got overwhelmed. I would think on that level, it's kind of insane. Like you, you don't have a, the account is like not you anymore. Right, like you just can't read those comments mm. when you're when you're that level of of stardom in the world. I would think it's got to be way way too much. So I get it, uh, and I understand it. He talked. Uh, he says 13, 14 years I've been acting. I can't uh, seem to say what I need to say without umming and ring every five minutes. So I'm going to try again. I have to take a break from social media for my mental health because I find Instagram and Twitter to be overstimulating, to be overwhelming get caught up and when i spiral i read things about me online and ultimately it's very detrimental to my mental state so i decided to take a step back and delete the app yeah honestly that's really inspiring that somebody like tom holland deals with that yeah i mean everyone yes i agree it's it's nice to see that uh stars are humans at the end of the day right they're not it also sucks to know that people just are assholes to everyone you know what i mean yeah like, that's true that's another for everyone you can look at it that way too yeah i think like it's one of those things where especially like in our field where anytime you complain or talk about it at all people are just like well that's part of your job like because streamers have so much accessibility to everybody but what's interesting is like celebrities now do as well right i was actually like discussing this with with jeff robinson on one of our like last podcasts was like how I felt like human beings aren't really equipped to like deal with that. Like we haven't evolved to that yet because it wasn't that long ago that you basically lived and died within 20 miles of your town. Like that that wasn't that long ago. And Mm -hmm. maybe you knew 30 people. And I remember like even in the beginning of Facebook, your average person would have like maybe 30 friends. And now it's not uncommon to have like 600, 700, 800 friends, right? Like, and these are for non-influencers. Like these are people I know that just are on Facebook that have that many connections and stuff. And I think like, like, you know, influencers and actors and stuff of the past, maybe people didn't like them, but they didn't have to hear about it as often. Yeah, it wasn't in your face. Yeah. Yeah. A critic might say, oh, wow, this person sucked in this movie. But imagine if Halle Berry's Catwoman came out now like people hated that back then right morbius yeah like you just get you just get turned into like a fucking joke like yeah and and morbius at least it was like funny haha but for some people it turns into like am i ever gonna work again like the person that voiced jar jar binks tried to commit suicide yeah like poor jake lloyd yeah that kid got messed up too it like destroys your life 
And it's it's interesting that even someone that's generally well loved, like Tom Holland, still gets enough of like your face is funny and you're not talented and you're a bad Peter Parker to be like, oh my god, I need to step away from this. Because I also firmly believe the adoration is destabilizing too. I think that's why, like, you know, not to make excuses for Kanye, but I feel like a lot of the unhinged things people like Kanye do are explained by the fact that when he does them, there are 3,000 comments that are like, we'll always support you, love you, kid. And you're like... And I really love that Kaluuya said of... um, Is it one of the calls? I don't... I can't tell the difference between them. I'm so sorry. Because they're like, oh, nope, as a film, sucked. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was like, why do we care what he thinks? And I was like... There you go. <laughs> they cracked the code. <laughs> like, yeah, why why do we care? It's like, oh, because they have they have so many followers that anything they post is always going to get thirteen thousand likes or thirty thousand likes regardless, right? But that doesn't make it like the like a, a proper opinion, especially when your hatred of something is rooted in I didn't get it. It's like <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, that he's not allowed to have an opinion on nope. I think he is, but why is that the right opinion? Just because it has more likes, you know? That's, yeah, that's had to go off the tangent. It it just becomes a numbers game, right? Like anyone's allowed to have an opinion, which is fine, and you can't fault the person for having an opinion. It that's just that's life, right? People are allowed to have that. It's just when you get an audience that is that size, there's always going to be a portion mm-hmm. that size that is very aggressive and combative, and you know goes on the the like a pos uh, what, what's it called goes on like preaching their word basically and their word mm. is law which is the mm-hmm. scary but part we're, we're also like in a weird space where what is a friend you know like when when i like think of friends there's friends that you like hang out with and you see all the time and then there's this friend group that's like i see them once a year and then there's this friend group that we've never met and there's this friend group that like i'm friends with them because we played again like there's levels of friend now that are wide before it was like we're acquaintances or like i i know that person that kind of thing so there's this huge wide variety of it and then there's also like kind of the weird parasocial friendship thing as well where when there's celebrity involved and now as there's more and more micro celebrities everyone has to wonder like is this person are they my friend because they're my friend or because I'm doing something for them, right? And that's a whole other thing. And then navigating that, I think this is very funny. I think at um, TwitchCon, they're doing like a thing this year that's like a panel about parasocial relationships. And they're having streamers talk about it. And I'm like, well, that's fine. But what a weird venue for that to exist at. Yeah. Because like, what are they going to, you know, and that's, it's so many layers of just, it's confusing and weird and strange. And I think you're right at its core, Bronze, that there's, you know, for most of history, you had, like, uh, most adults had one, two, maybe three close friends. Maybe. But most people had one friend, and that was it. And, like, that's the person I trust, ride or die. And now it's like you, you have to not just manage one friend. You're managing hundreds of relationships online, and that's overwhelming. And so you're taking in all this feedback and then you have for as many friends, you have all these other people that don't even know you today. I was watching of like, this is a perfect example of just how messed up the internet is. I was watching an opera singer react to a song okay. and it was a guy. And in the comments, like third comment was 
isn't opera for girls? And I was like, <laughs> can nothing just be left alone? Can nothing just be chill? I was like, for real, this guy, like, dude took the time to post that. Dude took the time. He knew he was doing it. Yeah. Did it just to insult. And I'm like, God damn. I know that people throw things out into the ether as like, ha, it's a zinger. But on our end, and if you just imagine, like, I send one message that's kind of like a dickish message just because I'm feeling like a little bit of a dick. <laughs> if you're the person on the other end, you see that one message plus many other messages, and that shit adds up. And that affects mental health tremendously. And no one thinks about it because you're only focused on your own micro existence that you don't see all the buildup over time. And so I understand why Tom is like, yeah, I can't. This isn't for me. <laughs> and yeah. I feel that. There Absolutely. A... I mean, Charlie Cox isn't online. And I was like, probably, it's probably good. <laughs> Because, you know, like a lot of times, like when something gets canceled, like, and I'm sure you like both of y'all have dealt with this, like you have to field so many answers on it and it's not even like your fault, right? Or mm -hmm. you can't do anything about it. So like there were accounts three years after Daredevil was taken off the air that I would see tweeting Debran Wall and D'Onofrio and, and they would be like, at the Sunday fair and, and under D'Onofrio, every single tweet would be like, when is Daredevil coming back? When is Daredevil? And I'm like, do you think that he can do anything? Like yeah. legitimate, he's an actor. What do you think this man can do? Like, why can he not post about his family? Like every comment, like when is Daredevil coming back? Really miss Wilson Fisk. And I understand it's posted in like good, good faith or whatever. Sure. Like, but it doesn't make it better. You know, and I have that on a micro scale where like a show I'm on will get canceled or won't be funded or wasn't commercially successful. So it doesn't get another season and people will sit there and be like, bronze, when is this coming back? I really want to see more of this. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I can't say anything. I'll probably get sued. But it's like pouring salt in the wound because it's like, oh, I liked that project, too. Yeah. I would have also liked to have keep, kept going with it. That decision is not in my hands. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously comes from a place of love. They want the show totally. back. They like, but it's one of those things where the first several times it's like, thank you. But after that, you're like, oh my God, what? Stop. Just leave me alone. <laughs> you know, and it Stop. isn't, it isn't because you hate them for it. It's right. just, that is person number one million, whatever, who has asked you the same question. And your soul is just like, what you, I, I've, I've answered this before. I, what do you want? Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. And so, yeah, you have to sometimes just be like, what if I don't look at the internet anymore? Which is. It's a healthy way you know, to do it. That sucks. It's hard to yeah. do, but it's, it's, I mean, the whole social media thing is super addicting. Um, so it's hard to just like drop it, but. Oh, it's super well, hard. I, if I wake up, I try to make a rule to wake up and not have the first thing I look at be my phone. Cause if it's the first thing I look at is my phone. Yeah, that is like a huge waste of time and usually also like a huge Debbie Downer yeah. because people will take the most extreme circumstances and apply them to your tweet. So if you're like if you if you post something really innocuous, like, you know what? I just don't think there's ever a reason to I don't know, like something you think can never be a bad take. Never, never a reason. Yeah, I don't think there's, <laughs> there's ever always going to be. 
pressure yeah. your viewers into subscribing. You know, if people want yeah. to subscribe, they'll subscribe. And someone will take that and be like, well, sorry, I live in a cardboard box and my mother is dying. And if I don't yeah, get the, three the trauma right dump now, you on it. Yeah. And, yeah. And you're like, okay, in that case, maybe it's okay to coerce your audience into subbing. I'm talking about in general, you know? And I'll, I remember like, even, even on stream, I was talking about, well, somebody asked me, they said, Bronze, how do you stay organized? And I said, well, for me, this is what works. Obviously, I'm not an expert. And there was like 18 comments that were like, this is just ableist as hell. Like, I have ADHD. This is literally impossible for me. And I was like, but I, I said that, though. I literally said, this is just what, yeah, it's works, what works for me. For me. I'm not saying yeah. everybody has to do that. But I could post a tweet that's like, because somebody asked me, how do you, Bronze, how do you learn to DM? And I said, you know, honestly, the very first step, and it's it's such an easy one to get going, is to read the Dungeon Master's Guide. This was a spicy take, apparently. Oh, yeah. Me because it, apparently it's pretentious. I basically told them to read the fucking book. And I was like, but that not that how you start? Like, you read oh, no. the Dungeon Master's Guide. Yikes. A lot of people like, don't realize the, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that was a no fucking comment. spicy take to say, <laughs> well, you know, just re read the guide. And then, obviously, if you have questions. Yeah. I will like simply say, just when rude. I was when I when I taught, all the teachers that were on my floor, we all had a saying. We would tell all the students all the time because much of teaching is roughly the same. Where if one student does something, you really shouldn't be calling out that one student, right? So mm -hmm. when you address the room, you're addressing the room, and we'd always say, if the shoe don't fit, you don't have to wear it. And it's the same thing here. Like, if you read something and you're like, well, that doesn't apply specifically to me, we weren't talking specifically to you, bro. Yeah. It wasn't about you. Yeah. We were addressing the room. We were letting people know this is the situation. And if you, it isn't about you, ignore it. It's, it's fine. It's fine to ignore it because it wasn't about you. And that, I think, is the big problem is everyone on the Internet is like, that's about me. Everyone's the main <laughs> character everyone you're like no no bro we are all side characters to someone else's main like we are not main characters it's true please get that clear yeah yeah oof i mean but it doesn't help that there's a lot of creators that market parasocial relationships and so they do address their tweets as though it's to everyone like yeah hey yeah. you yeah you i hope you're having a great day because you're a good person and you deserve it and i'm like i might be a cannibal you don't know who's thinking this. I might like skin puppies, and I'm sitting there skinning a puppy, reading a tweet like, "I am a good person. I do deserve to have a good day." Like that's such a weird, strange, generic tweet to put out. Um, so I can kind of understand how that's like encouraged in people. If you read 300 tweets in a day that are all d addressed to you specifically, and then you read one that you're naturally going to apply it to yourself. And be like, well, this clearly applies to me too. Yep. That's how all that goes. I hate, I hate the idea of you being like, love you. And they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, it could be real. You could have like a Ted Bundy Dahmer situation. And they're reading that like, yes, I am a good person. And I do deserve to have a good day. Oh, look. Jesse's going to the grocery store and asked me if I needed anything. What is this? The I diary? 
juice. I desperately want someone to re- like reproduce a scene where like someone wakes up in a hole, and up above is like the sounds the lamb guy, but he's like watching a Twitch stream. He's like, it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> he lowers it down, but in the background is just a random Twitch streamer. Like, <laughs> you're doing great. You're so good. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know why that's in my mind now. That's a skit. Yeah. They're my favorite. That's a skit you got to recreate. Well, on the topic of uh, social media, curious how you guys feel about this. I, I have never, uh, I've never used the Tinder before. I don't know if uh, either of you have, but uh, apparently She-Hulk is on Tinder. I saw, I saw this. This yeah. is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when you match with her, uh, it says, I know what you're thinking. This can't be real. And guess what? It's not. But suspend your disbelief for one second and pretend you just matched with She-Hulk. Excited? Find out who she does match with in She-Hulk Attorney at Law, streaming on August 18th on Disney+. Seriously, she goes on dates. If you swipe right on the profile, you get a message in your DMs. That reads, I knew we'd match. There's plenty to love in She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Lawyers, Hulks, cameos, dating, happy hours, yoga, magic, fashion, the list goes on. Now stop reading this. Message your match below and set up a date to watch She-Hulk Attorney at Law August 18th on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> this, and I mean this. That's so insane. Um, Sucks. This sucks <laughs> so bad. This is like when a bunch of marketing dudes think they've nailed it. Yeah. And this is basically, this is from people that have never once never had a you know like this is the we always have had a date guy we're gonna like, worry about I it feel guy. terrible if like you go on a dating site and the first match you get is like <laughs> an ad oh my have there God. been ads on tinder but like i've i've never I seen something on. like this on tinder, tinder where so you've like know, matched but... with a i know there's a lot of i've heard from people there's a lot of fucking fake accounts like, sure well that that's that's definitely true fake. yeah a lot of catfishing and whatnot, but I've never seen like I mean, ads before. Like that's where I'm... here's this here's the problem with this, and I think this sucks because they're definitely playing into the fact that like in the trailer and stuff, it's She Hulk's like trying to get some whatever. There's two. I don't know if it's the same ad company or if it's just two different angles, but I think this sucks, complete ass. But around LA, on all the bus benches now are ads for She-Hulk attorney at law. And that is brilliant because it's an attorney ad on a, on a bus bench. They're yeah. at, like, that's great advertising. That's genius. This whole like Tinder thing, it, it, there shouldn't be a Tinder ad anywhere. That's like, Hey, like if they had an ad that was just like a goof thing, fine. But if it's like, Hey, swipe and find out, you know, like, I don't, Swipe to find out more about She-Hulk. Yeah, I don't know, man. That shouldn't be. It's weird to to monetize love in that way. Does that make any sense? Like it's see, like I guess though Tinder for what I from what I'm aware of, Tinder's more of a hookup app. So what do I know? Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't. It feels like this was one of those those we're gonna try to be boundary breaking for the sake of boundary breaking without thinking about what it is. Mm. Does that make any sense? They wanted to be the first to do it, is what you're saying? 
I guess. I don't know. It just seems so, um, I don't want to say cold, but it seems like no one thought about it at all. <laughs> they thought it was like a funny idea and they ran with it rather than be like, would anyone be upset that like they went on this dating thing to find a match and what they got matched with was an ad? Right? Like, it seems like so callous. I don't know. I'm, it's weird. I'm curious what the, um, like, from from Tinder's uh, POV, what they charged Marvel for the frequency of that to pop up, right? Because, like, that's got to be the amount that, that dictates how much money Marvel had to pay is mm. the frequency that that will show up in someone's algorithm when it comes to swiping or is it like if they mention certain keywords like if uh if they say like oh i like superhero films or oh i like marvel or something like that in their profile if that is like the keyword that then matches them up uh that's what i'm interested in we'll never know right like there's no way of actually knowing how that works but yeah, you know what the uh who is that the right hidalgo in chat said whoever matches should have gotten tickets to the premiere or something that would have been the smart money would have been like yeah. you swiped and you because if it popped up and then you swipe and you match and you were She-Hulk's it should have been like or something yeah come see like you know take a friend or you know take whoever you match with to the premiere or to uh, I think that would have been like a really creative way I'm, to do this uh, or or like you know you we've given you two tickets it's up to you now to bring the guest like that kind of thing which I think is would be very cute instead of it being like. You matched with She-Hulk. No, yeah, She-Hulk's out there trying to get laid. Yeah, that would have that would have probably been smoother. I my other theory is that the reason they went this direction is because something I've seen online is that like a lot of people don't really know who She-Hulk is and they mm. just think it's a reskin of the Hulk or a replacement for the Hulk. And so I think they're trying to like seed social media with like, well she's not like the Hulk and these are all the things. And so, like, doing, hitting Tinder, like, does the whole thing that, like, She-Hulk's kind of horny, you know, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I think they were trying to, like, but the the nature of the advertisement, that's not what it's driving home, if that makes sense. Like, no, it, the nature of the advertisement yeah. isn't, like, oh, yeah, it's She-Hulk. It's like a bad ad. It's, it's again, they, 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 they clearly know how to make a good one. Like I was saying, that park bench one is brilliant. That is perfect. It's so good. It has like fake numbers and everything and like her photo and she's like kind of half smiling and it looks awkward and it's so good. And yeah, this just didn't land and uh, it's getting roasted as it should be on the internet. So, I mean, but again, this goes back to our first conversation, which is like the internet goes hard when it roasts people. So, mm. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So I have, I have made a, I have downloaded Tinder and I've made an account. Are you just swiping and hoping to get it now? And no, I'm choosing my interests now. So Can I've I ask chosen... you a question? Go ahead. Is your is your wife going to have a problem with this? I need to probably tell her. Hey, I, I have a Tinder account as a goof on <laughs> MC Crew. Um, so my one of the interests uh, when you when you make an account is Marvel. You can choose Marvel. So I'm going to go Marvel movies. Oh uh, yeah, hyper focus it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortnite? No, let's. Where's like TV? I'm gonna let let's you do, know. Let's do cosplay. If you do Marvel movies, Fortnite, you're gonna match with like 
18 year olds and uh, that's gonna be a problem for you my man should we do twitch twitch is on here that's funny uh disney and let's do working out add <laughs> photos add at least two photos to continue oh, oh you should have said hiking that's the one i don't want to add two photos now all right i'm i'm backing out of this fuck this shit i don't want to do photos yeah you have, you have to do a whole thing you went you gotta in do a, uh, you gotta do a shit ton of stuff you gotta add photos and all sorts of stuff yeah i'm not dead. that's too much gonna get a message like honey what are you doing right now are yeah. you on tinder all right i'm deleting shit I'm done. I thought I could do it without sign up for photos, but you have to go full. You better delete that app immediately. Oh, it's gone. It's already, gone. It's already deleted. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was just curious how that all works, but we'll never know. Uh, She-Hulk's obviously got a lot of news because that launches this week. Uh, there's a writer that confirmed that the series will uh, deal with the Sokovia Accords. I don't know in what manner, though. Let's see here. Uh, oh, the show will answer the question of whatever happened to the Sokovia Accords. The writer said in a recent chat with the Direct. It'll happen later in the season, but you'll get an answer to what actually happened to the Accords. Mm. I mean, the the question is, did they get signed? Or what? what is the question with that? Did they enact them? Because they did enact them, didn't they? Like, that was a signed deal in Civil War. So I don't know what the question is around that. Yeah, I'm not sure I understand. I guess because maybe they just, the people that didn't want to say what their powers are, they aren't registered or something. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I guess Thanos kind of made everyone forget that these Sokovia Accords happened. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true, but they, yeah, I don't know. Oh, someone is suing to not have to be a part of it. Okay, I could see that storyline. Oh, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I also wonder, like, who enforces that? Is it that um, the people that were in Miss Marvel, whatever that group was called? Is that the Department of something or other? The people that we thought were going to be sword, but turned out to be an entirely different thing? Yeah, yeah, whatever those people are called. Was it? No, it's not damage control. Were they called the the Department of Damage Control? Was that them? I thought damage control was different. Damage control is its own comic, but I guess that you know. that's who the DODC. Oh, that's right. That DODC wasn't Miss Marvel, so they will most likely be a uh, a force in uh, in She Hulk. Um, and then what was the other thing here? Before I read this headline, let me actually read what this is. Oh, okay. Uh, She-Hulk star Tatiana Maslany denounces the strong female lead label. Um, she says, uh, as female leads with comic book projects uh, become more frequent, Maslany hopes that her fellow heroines uh, will be seen as not a big deal. Uh, quote, I'm really interested in when these marginalized voices get to speak without it being like, oh, my God, it's all women or, oh, my God, this is a story about queer people. And those stories become as innately expected as they are now special uh, because it's reductive. It's just as much a shaving off of all the nuances and just as much of a trope. 
It's a box that nobody fits into. Even the phrase is frustrating. It says as if we're supposed to be grateful that we get to be that. Um, I do think there's been this paradigm shift. It takes time. It's about finding new ways to tell stories. What made me go, oh, okay, this feels fresh and surprising is that it feels deeply. And if I can use a binary term, feminine, uh, Maslani continued. There's a girliness to it. That word is often used as a uh, derisive term. I've never heard that phrase before. But to me, there's a celebration of uh, female friendship in She-Hulk that's really fun. So there you go. That was a full quote. What is derisive? I've heard divisive. Is this the opposite? Derisive is like, expecting expressing contempt or ridicule. Okay. Cool. I yeah, I think that's a cool. Good for her. <laughs> I think she's right about that. <laughs> I hope she continues uh, to push that uh push that more. That was the most um how do I describe it? The most like don't cancel I'm anything. Sorry, I'm get or sorry, I guess. You know that meme like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I didn't read that, but I'm happy for you or sorry, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is right, though. Like, that's that's going to be the general term or the general uh, phrase about this on social media is, oh, this is another, like, all-female thing for Marvel. I'm not going to watch that type deal. Uh, or, oh, this is going to be another, like, it's a queer character. I'm not going to watch that type deal. That That's going to be, like, a major storyline. For uh, social media, I think, going into this, which, you know, it sucks. And so hopefully this can help change that whole notion. But that's a uh, that's a monumental task, I think, mm -hmm. that will take years of kind of chipping away at that for it to actually I mean, occur. Sandman is dealing with that. And and a lot of this stuff was in the comic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like that, they're like, oh, like there's no straight relationships in this. And I was like. That's how it was in the comic. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, it's really weird. Like, because it's not a new comic and people are acting like this is new. Like, they're like, oh, they're just wokeifying it. And I'm like, but that's I hate that term. How it was in the comic. So I don't know what to tell think... you. Like, you're kind of snitching on yourself that you didn't fucking read it. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll find that most comic fans or comic book movie fans rarely read comics. Sure. And, I, and like it's okay to watch the movies and not read the comics. But the reason I bring it up in this case is they're acting like it's new. They're acting like right. this is... That like they changed it because uh, of the state. Yes. Yeah. Like, whereas She-Hulk is not a new character. So this is not a part of Disney's new agenda because She-Hulk she has been around for a minute. Disney's yeah. new agenda. That's, that's, that's hilarious. You've seen those videos, though, haven't you, Jesse? There's a lot that are like, this is just another part of Disney oh, brainwashing grooming children. And you're like, but this is old. Like, this isn't, this can't be a part of a new agenda because the source material is old. Oh, my God. I haven't seen, is that a real thing? So one of my chest says, it's the MCU. That's like yeah, the popular phrase now. They say that. It was, Look. it's one that threw me was like Gina Carano's character was hated by so many people and those same people heel turned the second she came out being anti-vax and all that and they were like how dare they fire her but those same people if you go back and look and they're like oh great disney pushing their agenda again yet another mary sue in the mandalorian <laughs> and i was like but now they love her and i was just like that's crazy like that's everything's it's team-based 
Yeah. Everything is team-based now. It's like, you're if you're on our team, we love you. And if you're not, we hate you. And that's it. It's as simple as that. And it's so messed up. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Um, you guys want to see what Kingpin looks like on the set of Echo? Um, yes, please. Yeah. Let me pull up the is photo. he a big bulky boy? Yes. He's not in the Hawaiian shirt anymore. No. Uh, they put him back right in now. his original outfit? It looks like that, yeah. Sorry, I'm doing this without having to move my back, so I have too many monitors. This is literally me having to pan in like 200 degrees to the, the right. Uh, can you just open Hawaiian up? pants. No, he's in full No thing. Hawaiian shirt. Uh, this is going to be on Instagram. I'm just scanning the comments to make sure there's nothing. Okay, good. Let's see what this looks show like. Us, show us the man. Oh, now I got to do this. I got to do all this shit, Jesse. <laughs> I stare at this. There it is. Whoa. He's kind of in the background. Six episodes. Yo, my boy back in action. I'm ready yeah. for it. Sign it me looks up. like they put pale. makeup on his head. Yeah, yes. they did. He looks a little pale, but. Yeah. You know, I like the Joy Division shirt there. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, are we gonna have Vanessa? Uh, I like any time he says uh, anyone. What if he name. just says Echo in that voice? He's not gonna call her Echo. <laughs> what what is uh what is her what was her name? I thought it was Christine, but that's not her name. What is her name? I what is her look, kid's name? I can look oh my god, quick. what is that? Ooh, Maya. Maya. Oh yeah, it's Maya. Maya. It's Maya. 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 Ma Why did where did Christine go? I guess I just wanted to say the name Christine. Yeah, Vanessa and Maya. Maya. You are my daughter. I love this man. I love him. I love the, the more Vincent D'Onofrio can move Kingpin towards the alien from Men in Black, the better this will be. Sugar. <laughs> I need a friend. Sugar. If we can get there, I'm so excited. I love this man. So this is, I'm hyped for this. This is going to be so good. Do you think all this is going to lead, like, that's what they're doing, right? This is all going to lead to Daredevil as a show? Well, so, I guess what ended up happening is people were concerned. I don't know if they were concerned. I think a lot of people were hyped that it was going to be a Daredevil show. And people were, and I, I think we even talked about this last week, is people were like, well, what the hell is the, the Echo show going to be? So, apparently, I think it was the actress, or maybe it was someone repping the actress. But basically, they said, it is a show about Echo. It is a show about Maya. Daredevil is like a cameo, but Kingpin is fully in the show because it is about the family. Because of his relationship to Maya. Yeah, so it's a Kingpin-Maya show, and then Daredevil is a cameo because of Kingpin being in it, which is like, all right, great, here for it. Like, I, I love Daredevil, but I really want to see them actually not ruin Kingpin, please, and thank you. <laughs> so give him another, give, let's try this again. Let's rewind. Give it another go. Let's have some fun with Kingpin, please. Thank you. If you're going to make him a villain, like the arch villain of the street level Marvel stuff from now on, let's have some fun and not be like, he got shot in the face and stabbed with an arrow or shot with an arrow so, and he's still like, I'm good. What if? It's all good. Here, here's a, a terrible what if. I'm just throwing ideas out there what if the reason that kingpin terrible could take all the damage that he did and hawkeye 
and he does get shot at uh, the end of Hawkeye or whatever uh, because he's a scroll. And that's like revealed to Echo. That's part of the plot or something. Is that terrible? It is He's terrible. a scroll and explain why he tanked all that shit. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's terrible, but it's fascinating. It's like the kind of terrible I would watch. I would Same. say it was terrible the entire time, but I'd be like, I got to see where this right, goes. I, I got to like, see where they stupid. leave. That's so stupid. It's so stupid. Next episode. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, this is the worst thing oh, okay five hours later like, yeah. wow that was so ah. stupid i loved it yeah <laughs> i i um, i don't know that would be enough to like actually you know i guess the same way you guys were just describing that would make me excited to watch the show because it's it actually makes the idea of an echo standalone show exciting because there's something else going on besides Echo as a character. Because I just, yeah, yeah. Again, it comes down to what the story is. Yeah. Again, if it is a story, and it's about we already got the backstory of Echo, so we have that. I don't, I don't know what this show is unless it's like Echo trying to find herself out in the world. Like, I don't. Even that seems boring to me. <laughs> they got they. It's true. Like they didn't do they didn't do a great job of making her character one i want to see more of and it isn't her fault it's the fault the fact that hawkeye had so many converging plot lines and then they were just like and throw in the most charismatic new character of the mcu and have you care about anything like how when yelena shows up i no longer care about anything else happening she steals every scene she's in she's so much more entertaining than everyone else it's like it's not my fault. You're the one who put her in the show. So, yeah, it's tough. There's a couple more shots from uh, from chat. Man, oh god, dude, he looks bulky as shit. I'm here. He looks for like it. Kingpin. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the he, it, comic accurate Kingpin. Not yeah, that he did it before, but now him. it's even more so. I think. Yeah, now it looks like he has that bulk. Where before he looked like a big dude, but now he looks like he's got like shoulder strength. Like he looks like he's like all like neck muscle. I'm I'm here for it. I love that. I um the thing I'm not here for is the fact that like I can see his boxes through his white pants, but like they'll fix that in post. Oh, right here. <laughs> yeah. Or those are pockets, the whatever it I is. I think that's just the crease, yeah. Yeah, a lot of costumes look so stupid in real life, I have to be honest. Like a lot of it really is like lighting is a big one in post. Yeah. 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 Lighting being like the huge one. It's so silly. Yeah, when you look at it, it's like obviously it, it looks like it's it has to be pocket or boxers, whatever it is. It looks, yeah, you're totally right. Without lighting. If you see most costumes, you're like, that's trash. Although I will say, <laughs> shout out to the special effects team for Prey. I saw the real life oh, yeah, footage of too. the Predator. Yo, that is some dope ass practical. I love when they nail it. So it can be done. They still use the CG funny done. enough, but yeah. So like I live near the Mopop and What's the Mopop? Museum of, it's the Museum of Pop Culture. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And so like they regularly do costume exhibits and those are my favorite ones to go to. So I've seen a lot of the Star Wars stuff, a lot of the labyrinth, like Lord of the Rings, a lot of it I've seen in person up close. Oh, that's sick. Star Wars is probably, to be quite honest, the worst in terms yeah. of like, in like the, the original trilogy. I haven't seen the new stuff. It is like very simple. Like it's like, this is a panel with some buttons on it that's been spray painted. And when you go back and look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just like you see it for a half a second. Like, so it doesn't really matter that it's like it has no detail on it because the stormtroopers are always moving and walking and or that droid is like moving and walking and is in the, in the movie for like half a second. So even though when you're looking at it closely, you're like, this looks very stupid. In the in the movies, they look fine. And then the other thing I noticed was like when you looking at the puppets for the xenomorphs, in because I went to their horror exhibit, those look dope as hell. Like those oh, yeah. actually, yeah. Like and now the animation for those, or I should say, the movement for those, especially Alien, not Aliens, is actually really funny because they do kind of like Blind. move like that. But the the puppets where they used puppets are actually like they they built them out and made them look insane. And the only thing I noticed that's different when you're looking at it under bright lights is that the skulls are a lot more transparent than they are in the movies. I would hazard to say they're actually scarier looking because you can see like the the top of the xenomorph's head almost looks like a membrane and you can kind of see everything underneath, but in the movies it looks like matte black cuz it's not under this like bright fluorescent light. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't I didn't know that. I know they've done a bunch of like Marvel outfits uh at those Yes. Yeah, and that's where I was like these costumes That's what are I wanted to go see. They're cool but they don't actually I've seen cosplayers that look fancier than like the yeah. Black Panther. Well, it, I was like, just, really surprised. Yeah. Is is there something to like having seen them yourself is seeing something on like a mannequin less interesting than seeing it on a person like does the mannequin actually take away from the costume you know what i'm asking the mannequin does take away because it's not properly fitted yeah i think it was like what was it uh pax 2019 they did the partner party at the mopop and it was at the marvel oh. exhibit yeah uh which was super cool i feel like i hung out with aaron there actually jp i think that might she's probably there yeah. yeah aaron in person yeah um so they did it at the marvel exhibit which was super which was super cool the props look really nice like if you if you see like the like and any small prop like the infinity stones and stuff like that look really cool but then like um the costumes i think they do a lot in post and on marvel stuff because they look really flat mm. in person whereas like cosplayers go in and make them look they give them a lot of texture the costumes for that I think the most ridiculous costumes I've seen are Lord of the Rings. Those are like, you could take this off the mannequin and put it on a person and it would look, they would look like Aragorn. Like their costumes are insane. Yeah. But if you watch those like behind the scene things, you know for a fact, like everyone in Lord of the Rings was like, we are going to do everything we can to bring this vision <laughs> to accuracy in life. And it, like you can, and all you, all you need to know is just by watching Lord of the Rings and watching the Hobbit trilogy, you can tell the level of like love yeah. between the two and that's for all movies like it, when i uh here in la anytime you go to like an arc light even though they're almost all gone now 
uh, they always have costumes from all the different movies. And so uh, Multiverse of Madness, they had all the costumes from that. And, and you know, looking at them, like, they're whatever. And it's really weird because you think, like, oh, that would look really cool. I want to see Doctor Strange's outfit. When you see it, you're like, eh. it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> with Marvel, the biggest thing is they, and this is just based off of watching behind-the-scenes stuff for Stranger Things, they probably need, like, 40 of them. Yeah. Oh, because of the wear and tear? Or the, the wear and shots tear. And, yeah. They need a clean one. They need a dirty one. They need one for the stunt double. They need one for the, like, action double. Like, they need so many of them. And then, and then because the actors are on set for, like, literally years at a time, they need, like, a bunch for the actor because they're going to get them dirty and they need to be laundered and stuff like that. So, like... Yeah. You can't have them wearing the same nasty old suit for like that long. So like they probably need like 30 of them. So they probably have like the close up one and then they probably have the wide shot one. And I'm sure the one they put in the arc light is like the wide shot. Wasn't one. the good. Yeah, absolutely. It's not. Yeah. And what's crazy is, is watching all the behind the scenes stuff. You can see that most of the costumes aren't even like full ass con because they all, I guess, apparently it's a thing. They all have the fake torso bit. So every Marvel superhero, and you if, now that I know, I see it all the time, and it, it blows my mind. But every Marvel superhero has a chest piece that they so they wear like a shirt thing under it, yeah, and then they have a chest piece put over it that they can easily take off and remove in between shots because the chest piece is like a whole different thing, and so huh. everything's layers and bits and pieces. And it never is going to be a complete costume because it's not designed to be a complete costume. It's designed for people to move around in and like emote and and to look like a costume on camera, but it's not real. And so, yeah, it's certainly interesting the more you learn about how it all, all gets done. But then again, going back to Star Wars, like you were saying, the more you know how it was done, the more you're like, that's a toaster. That's an ice cream machine. Yeah. yeah. That's an upside yeah, down yeah. printer. And you like see exactly what they used to make it. And you're like, oh, all right. Oh, the movie the magic. Tubes in the pockets are just uh, chalk holders. Yeah. 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 It's, it's actually really cool. But when you remove things from context, they do look very interesting, right? Like if you remove a, a power glove from context and then take the panel out of it and glue it to a chest piece yeah. and spray paint it white, maybe it looks cool. Yeah, true. Yeah, I would I would love to see all that. I I think they have one of those in St. Louis, or maybe it was in Chicago where they were touring um, for the Museum of Pop Art stuff. I'd love to go and see all that stuff um, in person. It's got to be really, really cool to see just like an Infinity Stone or a Cosmic Cube or any of the like weapons I think would actually be cooler than the, uh, the outfits themselves. See like what the movie what? Uh, Hammer looks like. That's probably badass. What's fascinating is the gauntlets you have behind you. Yeah. Are probably in higher detail. Oh, that, than the well, that one's like a movie film. replica. So this is exactly that, what that, they used. Yeah. But I'm saying that replica is probably better looking than the one they used in the movie. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Because that, that one's even got, like, on the inside of that gauntlet, it's got a place where you grab the the actual gauntlet. You can, like, grip onto it. So it's it's what they used, apparently, in the movies. Although by the end of of Endgame, most of those gauntlets were CG anyway, so they probably weren't real to begin with. So yeah, yeah, he probably they probably had like one or two scenes where it was all practical, and the rest was all yeah. CG. So, same like that guy was saying, same thing with costumes. I'm sure they have that version that's like super detailed for Doctor Strange, right, Jesse? But it's like 
their close-up one. Yeah, like the cloak or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure they they're not gonna put that in the arc light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if you look at the um, if if you just look at Doctor Strange outfit, is there so much intricate patterns and stuff going on it isn't just like a blue thing and mm-hmm. it was very obvious what we got at the arc light was like just a blue thing just and a so blue it's thing. very yeah. yeah it was it was probably a faraway shot or an extra or not an extra his like a stunt double wore it and so it was for like probably an important scene but a scene that we saw one second of when he was like jumping or doing a thing and so to us it didn't matter yeah oh yeah absolutely you're totally right I mean, if you have all the money, though, it makes people act better. Like, I know Sean Beam was saying that, that, like, walking around in his um, Boromir outfit, that, like, there's embroidery on the inside of it. And he's like, no one's ever going to see this, but it being there <laughs> makes people kingly. <laughs> I was like, like, yeah, like, it would change your, like. Oh, totally. Bearing, you know, like, because it's like, oh, I'm. I'm a son of Gondor. Like, but like no one's ever gonna see the embroidery on the inside. Yeah, of a totally. Cloak. Like there's I know never gonna see it. I know this is totally, totally out of left field, but I need this every time someone Let's brings this up, I have to say this. Let's hear it. Sean Bean in that movie. I guess the scene where he's like No, you can't walk into Mordor or whatever that line is. Uh, like no one walks. Where they're that sitting around scene, the fellowship. Get, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fellowship scene, I guess, was rewritten the night before, and so he didn't have time to memorize his lines, so it was taped to his leg, and so that entire scene where he's like this most of the time, it's him reading the lines off his leg. <laughs> I think about that all the time now. That's great. Like, yeah, like it looks like he's stressed. Like it's very good acting. It's just yeah. hilarious to me that I now that I know that that entire scene for me is like that's awesome. What is my line? <laughs> it's so good. It's still a fantastic scene. And I think about that all. Anytime anyone mentions Sean Bean, they're like, yeah, Bormir. I'm like, first off, love Bormir. Second off, did you know? <laughs> Always, it's like, I'm that asshole who, like, every time someone mentions the kicking the, the head and breaking his leg or foot, whatever that is. Yeah. 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 When Vigo breaks his foot, same thing. I yeah. did the same thing with Sean Bean. I'm like, did you know? So. I love that everyone go. has that though. Everyone has like a a weird story from the behind the scenes of of Lord of the Rings. My favorite one that I'm sure everyone has heard three thousand times is uh, when they were shooting the scene at the top of Orthanc, and Grima Wormtongue stabs Saruman in the back, and they are coaching him on what sound to make. Christopher oh, Lee yeah. said, yeah. "That's not the sound a man makes when you stab him in the back." And they were like, yeah, okay. And he's like, do you want that sound? Because I can make that sound. And I was like. Because Christopher Lee was a fucking badass, man. He killed. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He murdered a shit ton of Nazis, man. Christopher Lee has killed people. He's fucking (laughs) murdered some Nazis. He's dead in the back. We were playing Wolfenstein and he was living Wolfenstein. Yeah, man. There's some wild stories about Christopher Lee out there. I've heard that like he could put anything into a wall, like almost like bullseye style. Like if you handed him a paperclip, he would throw it and it would like get embedded in the wall. Oh God! I don't know if that's real, but somebody was saying like on set they're like, yeah, you give him a pencil, he's got like this laser precision, and you tell him hit that, he will like hit it. Yeah, I believe it. I mean the. the 
the entire Bond, James Bond character was made because of Christopher Lee. Like, that's where the idea came from. Uh, was who was the person that is Christopher Lee. It's wild to consider, but yeah. Man, what a badass. He's a fucking badass, dude. He's an absolute badass. Yeah. I, and even in Lord of the Rings, he kills it, man. He's fantastic in that. Look, again, that's a that movie is 21 years old and still feels like it was made. I still think it was made in 2010. I'm still convinced. I keep convincing myself it's not that old. Yeah. Brilliant. Phenomenal We're film. Doing, uh, they added it to Amazon, so I'm going to do like a full trilogy, both trilogies. Oh, marathon. you can do a, a watch party of that now? Yeah. Oh, my God. If you want to join us, we're watching all three of them later this month, Jesse. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, you guys are both invited. We're going to do the first three Hobbit films on a Friday and then the original trilogy the on a Saturday. I'm all right. I'm all right it's on, with the Hobbit. It's on uh, 26. It's the extended edition, so it's, it's extended nine. Extended the Hobbit? I'm more than all right. It's fine. You... I think it's nine and a half hours on the 27th. But do you want to miss the part where old boy comes out on the battle board and is like, Oi! I'm about to be very Scottish! (laughs) Yes, I do want to miss that because for some reason he's CG when none of the other dwarves are. Why is he CG? None of the other dwarves are. It's, no, I'm all right. I've never, I've I've only watched the original, or the, uh, the, the second trilogy once. So I'm curious to see. The second dive in how it goes. That first film's fine, I think, still. Uh, but first the second film's one's fine. Fine is the correct word. First yeah. film's fine. After that, off the rails. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm all right. No, I we'll see agree. How it goes. I'm excited for that, though, because it's been a while since I've watched them. Uh, speaking of. What these could have been. It's true. Speaking of uh, excited, I'm curious, how, uh, where are you guys at in the, uh, the She Hulk excitement? It comes out on Thursday. Are you expecting more dis Like. I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? I don't know where I'm at. I, I love more Marvel stuff. Uh, I'm not a She-Hulk fan going into this because I've never read the books. I love Tatiana Maslany. I think she's an incredible actress, so I'm hoping she kills it. Um, I, I just don't know how it's going to be. I don't. I have zero expectations. I'm trying to set them very low Yeah. because I went into Miss Marvel knowing nothing, and I was very happy for like a little bit and then that show went off the rails and so for this i know what i'm supposed to be expecting i know that i'm expecting like some wacky fourth wall breaks and like some funny goofs and i expect it to be more of a comedy than a uh, actiony show I, i know what i'm expecting but i also know that every time i've had expectations Marvel has not delivered on those. Not like good, bad, just like what I thought it was going to be. It's yeah. never been that ever. Okay. It's, they've never, the only thing they've ever done where it was what I thought it was going to be was when they said, we're going to do Thanos. And in my mind, it was like, all right, well, as a kid, I read Thanos and Thanos kills half of everyone. So if they don't do a storyline where <laughs> Thanos kills half of everyone, I'm just, and then they did. And it was like, oh, okay. That was my expectation met. Every other time, it is nev- they've always done something different. And so I don't, I don't have a clue what to expect here. And we'll see if that's good or bad. I don't know. Yeah. Bronze, I think you're probably closest to the source material per usual. Yeah, I'm, uh, a, big, I'm a big G-Hulk fan too. Like, okay, so you're, you're entering into this as a big background. fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. 
Um, where am I on the excitement scale? Uh, like, it, let, let me, I'll, I'll set up the, if they, if they do a one-to-one -one of the comic, uh -huh. is that what you want? Or do you want an original take on it with the comic being a guide? I think if they did follow the comic more closely, especially like the Sewell run, then I think it would hit that that scratch for me of or hit that itch scratch that itch that's the word yeah of not being as formulaic as a lot of the other marvel properties have been because then it would be a courtroom drama right and like i said if they did the lincoln lawyer with superheroes that would be the dream show because right now they kind of all fall into the same thing and that was my big disconnect with miss marvel was going the route of all these other shows where I'm like, I thought this was going to be like a teen drama, you know? And now it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim style. And now it's turned into just what every other show is. And so I really hope this doesn't go down that path. Like that, that's my hope. But based off of the trailers, we don't see a lot of her case prep and a lot of her, We what we see a lot of is the, you know, the training to be a superhero bit. So I just don't know how it's going to go. But I think that's what I loved about Daredevil, too, was was that aspect of it, of like his, you know, like in a in another world, people probably wouldn't care about Foggy and Karen Page. But in the Daredevil show, we kind of did because they hold down the fort. They're the ones that are helping, mm. you know, Miss Smith keep her apartment and bring legal action against her tenant or her landlord and stuff like that. So like. I don't know those like undercurrent stories underneath the superhero stories. That's what I like. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get that. So my expectations are very mellowed out. I'm not going in like I'm going to hate this, but I'm not going in like I'm going to love it either. And the hope is maybe my, maybe that'll set me up for success. Yeah. Is the, <clears throat> in the comics, what is the like formula for the comics? Is it, she goes and catches the bad guy and then it goes into a courtroom drama about the bad guy. Or like what is that? The... It kind of depends. Okay. Um. Yeah, it kind of depends. A Hellcat is a big part of the run I'm talking about because that was my favorite run. But sometimes it'll be, um, like, like legal action being brought against B-list villains that maybe deserve a shot. Like, so I'm hoping that's okay. what Frogman's involvement is. Is like Frogman being blamed for the machinations of a much bigger villain, and she's got a clear Frogman. Or maybe Frogman has a very set, like, you know, uh, what do I call it? Like a like a very heartbreaking backstory, and that's being ignored here. Or, you know, because one of the cool th themes that they explore is that, like, um, sometimes bigger villains are never held to account for what they make or coerce smaller villains to do. And so that's, like, sometimes where she gets involved. Um, and she also does like a lot of witness protection and evidence gathering at night, like with her partner, Hellcat. One of the most interesting parts of the comic book, there's two cases that I remember really well. One was she was the only one brave enough. And that's that's the big thing about She-Hulk. She takes on cases other lawyers would be like, no, I'll die. Um, oh, she because was the it's only a one superhero? Up, yeah, to take a case from Dr. Doom's son. Got it against dr doom yeah so that's mm. like a that's like a big plot point. Like no one else is like oh hell no i'm not gonna serve him emancipation papers or whatever but like she hulk is like 
I'll take your case. I'm not afraid of talking to you. So, and then another case she does is like a case against or versus like um, opposite of uh, Daredevil involving an elderly Captain America whose name is being dragged through the mud um, and being accused of doing something heinous when he was younger. So like, that's a lot of it too is like, yeah. So I think it's cases that only she could do. Like a normal lawyer would be like, I'm not... I'm not dying for this, you know. I think that'd be badass if if there's a case where it's She-Hulk versus Daredevil in the courtroom. Like that'd be fucking I'm sick. I'm hoping that's what he's there for. I'm I'm hoping that's what he's there for. I would love that. And then they they meet in the in the courtroom as like lawyers and then at night when they're like trying to go on a fact-finding mission, they run into each other as superheroes. Like, that'd I be cool. Yeah. I I that's probably the the thing that I would be most excited for, or I am most excited for, is the idea of this being um, like grounded in a sense of it doesn't have to do with like saving the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just about is this person guilty or not in a courtroom? Like that's much more interesting to me at this point in the MCU of like, oh, if we don't, if Abomination gets out of jail, he's going to destroy the world. No, he's just going to go, I don't know, steal something, right? Like, there's not going to be, the the threat is not that level. Um, do you think, that's what do you I think would, that's I like, hope. why Wong is present in this? Because it's kind of like, Wong can vouch for Abomination. Be like, hey, look. He's definitely he's a, friendly with him. And he's definitely like saying. a, uh, yeah, I don't, the other thing is like if this takes place pre Shan Chi, then maybe he the reason that like what happens with Abomination and Wong is that like the judge releases Abomination into Wong's care is like a rehabilitation thing. Yeah. Like maybe. that would be awesome. Uh, but I don't know mm-hmm. like time wise, I don't know if anyone said when this will take place. I feel like no matter what this I mean, at least for Abomination, I think we said this before. It's clearly leading to Thunderbolts. So, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, where he's just going to get disappeared or something like that. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, apparently the showrunner said it, this is after Shang-Chi. So, we'll begin that at least. I can't wait till they mention the giant guy in the ocean, then. That should be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It would be interesting to see... Because, like, a lot of these things are very nuanced, right? But, like, in Marvel, we almost never get into the nuance of a lot of stuff. So it would almost be interesting to, like, see that. Like, because when a, a, a villain is apprehended and sent to the raft, like, who determines how long they're sentenced for? They're not all going there for life. You know what I mean? Like, some of their crimes aren't mm. that heinous. Yeah. So I love like I love the idea of like She-Hulk in the MCU at least being the person that's like maybe on defense for them. And we like we joke about it, but there's no way in hell like the Avengers haven't been sued. Like we see them in every single freaking show throwing cars that don't belong to them, like yeah. sending villains through through office buildings. They probably get sued all the time. Once again, I love the idea of She-Hulk being who they go to to be like so I threw a car at Green Goblin and I'm being sued and I have to, you know, because like, who else is Peter Parker going to go to? Like, I am assuming She-Hulk would be the person that has his best interests at heart yeah, and will protect his identity because that's the other part of it is like, 
who can you trust to not, you know, like reveal your identity or ruin your life? I don't know. Not talking with you guys, I'm actually excited for it. Because <laughs> this may be a bad setup. Maybe we've gotten ideas of what this show could That's be. That's what I'm saying. And it's not going to be come any out, of that. Fuck. We come Fuck out swinging with you. like, and then there's this thing could this happen, and sucks. this thing could happen, and, this thing, and then Marvel never does it, JP. <laughs> Every time Bronze comes on this damn show, and it's like, let me tell you about all these amazing things that happened in the comics. This was amazing, and this was amazing, and, this, and then we get all fucking excited, all worked up, and then marvel every time is like no every time every every single time bronze is like let me tell you this amazing thing and it's never right because it's amazing and the mcu has never once been like we're gonna shoot for amazing no they're like we're gonna shoot for the exact same plot if this show ends with three episodes of like some world ending calamity i would not be surprised if for some reason she gets caught up in like, if I don't fight back, then the world's gonna end. It's up yeah. to me. You guys want? I'm gonna be uh, like, well, of course it is. I'm interested in seeing the interplay with Hulk because, like, I will say this canonically, what has always set She-Hulk apart from the Hulk is he is stronger when he's hulked out than she is, like much stronger. But she's been trained by Captain America, and I. I think Gamora, depending on the iteration or depending on the yeah. run. So, like, she is, she actually knows how to fight, whereas Hulk is like, smash, yeah. you know? So, uh... even when you play them in Marvel versus Capcom, they have, like, she fights more like a wrestler, yeah. which I really yeah, yeah. liked about her. And I feel like they're going to have to take that out because there's no reason for Gamora right. or Captain America to train her. Which, so I understand why the changes were made before anybody crawls up my ass. And they're like, well, how would they do that? But I am interested in seeing how, like, Professor Hulk and her, like, how that's going to change. You know, how what's going to differentiate them in terms of the MCU since, like, he's the one who's kind of training her. So a viewer uh, sent me the episode titles, if you guys want to know them. <laughs> I would love to know them uh there's nine episodes i'm gonna put up spoiler tags because some of these uh names you can kind of get a sense of where the uh the show is going um episode one is entitled whose show is this so i think we're going to get a lot of guests and probably uh that's very cute gonna be there that's fun uh episode two is the retreat so that's probably the whole training arc on the island that we've seen Mm -hmm. in the previews uh, episode three is the people versus Emil Blonsky. So that's abomination in episode three, right out of the mm-hmm. gate. Uh, episode four is called superhuman law. So I don't know what that and that's is. That's when that's what they're probably going to start. Like when she takes the case, they're probably going to start advertising her as like, I can defend oh, any sure. superhuman, like that kind of thing. And that'll be fun for like goofs for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> episode five is named ribbit and rip it so yo frogman frog yeah. yeah episode six is mean green and straight poured into these jeans i don't know that's what... the dating episode okay that's the dating yeah. episode sure episode seven is called just jen that's when she starts to have doubts about being she hulk probably mm-hmm. yeah. uh, episode eight is is this not real magic that's probably when wong shows up towards the end of the show sure. and then uh, episode nine is entitled a normal amount of rage Okay. I mean, 
at least from title wise, I can I can very clearly see kind of like the notes of this. Like I would imagine that if the episode about dating is before the episodes about like being myself, I think there's it's very obvious that at some point a character who's this big giant green person is gonna question are these people only interested in me because I'm a big giant green mommy and not the <laughs> real me, which is like this normal human being, like that kind of right. thing, which I think leads into an episode I've, about self-reflection, which is like, I'm all right with that as a tone. So, so that could be interesting. The two of you have no, um, have never seen Tatiana Maslany act, right? You've never seen anything no. she's been in. Okay. Nope. Not yeah. Me. I haven't watched Earth in black. I hope that you guys come away from the first episode and you're like, wow, she's an incredible actress. I hope the show actually allows her to, like show her acting chops because uh, she is orphan black. I mean, she plays like nine characters in that show and they're, oh, damn. they're all completely different from one another. And it's like, they're talking to one another at the same time. She basically is like in almost every scene of that show as a character. Uh, and they're all different. It's fucking incredible to watch. That's it. cool. So, uh, I, I, and I have no worries that like she can't act. I just hope that Marvel allows her to act in this, if that makes sense. Because uh, it all comes down to the writing, right? It all comes down to the script and and if it's directed well and all that stuff. Um, we'll see. We'll see what, how that goes. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Unless there's anything else, Bronze. Did you have any other takes on the episode, Dames? think that's that we'll discuss it next monday uh they come out yeah. thursday uh this time around instead of wednesdays um so it would be wednesday at midnight or yeah wednesday, wednesday night midnight yes. wednesday night midnight pst uh 3 p.m yes. eastern thursday morning or 3 a.m eastern thursday morning Why is it on thursday now i don't know i think they're just trying new days out maybe like leading into the weekend to try to get numbers up or something Star Wars was uh, Anakin was Star Wars was or, still Wednesday, yeah. Obi Wan, sorry, was that was Wednesdays, right? Okay. What about on is Andor or Andor Wednesday? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That I'm looking forward to. Oh boy, that looks right, fucking anyway, sick. I'll yeah, be quiet about that. It does. Look uh, hey, I sent you a link. I don't know if anyone cares about this. I'm not even sure or I care. Oh, but uh, just through the the call. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone cares, but we have information now. About the movie no one cares about. Oh, okay. We knew a couple of these. Um, let me pull this up. We yeah, we now that. have the full Madam Web cast. Madam Web, of course, is the Sony-run uh, Spider-Verse show. Jesse's <laughs> laughing. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have a full cast. Um not if anything it lets me kind of know what the vibe of this thing is because we we have madam webb and then the very first character under madam webb is a character who eventually becomes madam webb oh, so Sydney i have to Sweeney imagine or uh, julia, yeah, julia yeah. carpenter becomes madam webb at, at some point uh because she uh god i don't remember what name she goes under but it doesn't matter at some point in the future she becomes madam webb so i wonder if this is like a old madam webb leading like it's a dakota Johnson leading into a, a Sydney Sweetie Madam Web situation. Okay. I don't know. Feels like that could be it. And then all the eight trillion other spider people that are in this. 
Arachne is in this uh, at some point. Spider-Girl, as you can see on the screen right there, isn't it? I read a lot of Spider-Man as a kid, so I like know all the weird Spider-Man. Adam people. Scott is playing Ben. Pa what? You know what's even crazier? Scroll down. It isn't May Parker. It's Mary Parker. It's his mom. It's Peter's mom. So that's, I don't know what the hell that means. So this could have, this could be all over the place. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I, I actually am a huge Adam Scott fan, but. Uh, I like Adam Scott. What the too. fuck is he playing that man? I don't know what Ben Parker has to do. do you, with his, I don't know what the story's going to be. Let me ask you a question. As, as. If, if you take a role as an actor for one of these films, are you immediately never going to get a proper Marvel role? It's hard, right? Like, like do we you don't fuck always yourself? have the Andrew Garfield story. We don't always yeah. have that. It doesn't really happen. But with the numbers involved, and I love Adam Scott. I've loved him since he's like, great. I think the first day I saw him on was Parks and Rec. He's great on Severance. Like, he's a yeah. great actor. But yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say he's in, like, every single film ever. I think, like, if they sat, if they were like, listen, you could get $3 million now or potentially $30 million in the future with Disney. Who wouldn't take the three mil now? You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, well. I guess it is guaranteed you, instead of a, yeah. Yeah, like, how do you say no to that, to potentially being cast in something in the future? Like, because I have that Plus, same thought. Where, like, why would you? Why would you take that? But it's yeah. like, Plus, oh. if Sony still owns Spider-Man, and they're still going to own Spider-Man because they're not giving that up anytime soon. And anytime no. Disney wants to use Spider-Man, they have to interact. Potentially, this could be your gateway into, like, I'm a young Ben Parker, and when we get to the point where all the multiverses collide and we have some, like, insane Secret War shit, potentially, yeah. they're... You know, so you could hope that you finally get in the MCU. I don't know. It, it, this is I'm very curious what this story's gonna be. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious this is a prequel to the Spider Man. Spider Man. Story. Yeah. But still, what is what what is the story? I think here? I think there's always hope if you fucking kill it. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like like okay, like the case of Charlie Cox and Daredevil. Like he fucking killed it. So they they're gonna do what they need to do to bring him back, right? Right. Like if they had recast that role, people would have flipped because he is so mm. beloved in that role. Um, whereas you know, controversial opinion, but I don't think that same pull was there for Quicksilver. Mm. People are like, but but why isn't he? And I'm like, I don't. That wasn't as iconic. I'm sorry. Like it wasn't as iconic. Right. Like that part easier to recast. Or play off as a joke, or just have a as a one-off cameo, than certain roles like like Logan. Like that's going to be very difficult to redo. Like I think if you just do a good enough job, so you know maybe the hope is that if Adam Scott just utterly kills it as Ben Parker, they find ways to use him to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite Adam Scott story. If you haven't seen it before, you can uh, Google it. He's on. Uh, I believe it was the jimmy kimmel show but they had a guest host of the girl from um god damn it i forgot her name Who who's married to dax shepherd 
the blonde actress. She was in uh, Forgetting Bell. Sarah Marshall. What'd you say? Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. Yes, Kristen Bell was hosting. And um, Adam Scott's talking about how like he's a huge uh, Star Wars fan, like just a massive Star Wars fan. And uh, there's something happens where like he was going to meet Luke Skywalker one day, but he couldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden the Star Wars music kicks in and uh, Mark Hamill like walks out and Adam Scott is like fucking shaking. Like he is unbelievable. He just turns into a kid like right away when he sees him. Uh, And that right there was like, all right, I like Adam Scott. Like he's a, (laughs) he's one of us. This guy's a true fucking nerd. Um, So I'm, I'm super excited to see anything that he's in after that. The thing that's interesting about this, if you scroll back up a little, um, the the second person they list, just the just the character doesn't. I'm sure the actress is is wonderful, but yeah, Julia Carpenter. So yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, internet. But I believe the way the if they if they can stick this out, if this isn't like a one off and it sucks ass, <laughs> if they can stick this out, what ends up happening is this Madam Web ends up being involved with it i don't remember what the name is it clearly has a name it's like the spider squad or some shit i don't know what it's called well, there's the but death it literally Lab. it literally is like peter miles specter uh gwen like every major spider-man character forms like a super team and sh- and and this madam web is involved and so if they can spider spider squad something like that i don't remember what it was but it's literally all of them together and they make like the a team of spider-man is it order of the web order of the web i think is what it is yes and so that is something that if they can stick with it it could it could be like oh shit right but again into the spider-verse exists already so you know but if they can if they can pull it off they could eventually be like get all the spider-man we have all three get gwen we can have a gwen we can do all like they could make it happen and I think that could be interesting. But again, this is all if this movie is any good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading the plot of Order of the Web. They do that to stop uh, Peter Parker from uh, killing someone, I think. Yeah, it's it, it, Norman Osborn is involved, and it's like world-ending shit. And like yeah. in the end, I think uh, Mary Jane sacrifices herself or tries to sacrifice herself in order to stop it from happening yeah it's like pretty big into the spidey versey vibes um but again it's so far down the pipe like it is one of those like, like much four later storylines yeah. so i don't know if, it, if this works out it, you could see how they might want to start a spider-verse thing with real actors that could be interesting but they already have a spider-verse that's very very good so I don't know if they want to mess with that too I, much. I, my, I mean, the thing with uh, with Sony is it, it's not that they don't have ambition. It's that I don't think they've made a good film yet on their own, that Marvel hasn't been heavily You are involved. correct. But you are super correct. The unfortunate thing is they're so commercially successful that it doesn't matter. You can make a Venom and a Venom 2, and they're so stupidly successful money-wise that they can continue mm. to put out shit like that. It was Venom Two a success? Uh, I'll look. Let's see. Venom Two. Because I'm really curious oh, if a lot. Because there's always that weird lag that happens where something oh, yeah. success. It made really? hundred. It made two hundred million on Friday. 
It's stupid successful. I don't get it. But again, I, I guess Cookie Monster Venom is not the Venom for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone has their own version of like what it should be. And for me, like, okay, Eddie, let's eat this guy, Eddie. I, I like that's not that's not for me. But you know, I'm not everyone. Well, once again, I think that falls into like somebody at the top being like, listen, this has to be a comedy. Everything has to be a comedy. And I know Batman is polarizing, but I will die on the hill that at least it's different. Like I will die on that fucking hill. I thought that Batman film was I love that incredible. That I loved great. it. I, think I we loved all did. It. Yeah. There's some people that are like, you can't even see anything. It's so dark. I'm like, but it's so visually distinct. It's incredible. Anything. Yeah. You know? And now Sandman, you can watch my episode of Bagged and Bored at Humble Plug where I talk about Sandman and how it relates to the comics. That was incredible. Like, it's so different. And I love so that it's so different. Like, yeah. I even love Umbrella Academy for that. Or I the haven't boys. watched the third season yet. I haven't, I haven't seen the newest season of Umbrella Academy I've heard yet it's either. Kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I feel like Umbrella Academy is one of those that every progressive season has gotten a little worse. Yeah. It's just my, but the first season was like one of my favorite things ever. Um, I didn't like Lock and Key, but I didn't either. I, I just think it's cool because it's, Oh, here's a difference. You know, here's something that's a little different versus yeah. like. I thought. But I think um, what Sony falls into is like, they're like, no, it has to be funny. So give him a cookie monster voice and eat all the fish in the tank during a date or something, you know? And it's like, oh. I agree. I think it's because it's supposed to be, you're trying to sell it to kids as well. And so you don't want it to be as scary as it is. Because during the 90s, the idea of Venom, every comic issue, the cover was like, teeth and tongue and slobber and it was terrifying well, as a kid you wanted that like as a kid you wanted it i mean so i think this is carnage executive is overthinking killer, it right so like they yeah. dumbed, they dumbed down carnage i haven't seen the film but he's like he's a fucking serial killer the first comic yeah, like, i think that has him in it has him like taking his finger and shoving it into a guy's face through his eye it's fucking terrifying to read but it, so you can't do that in the one film. Of those things yeah, and I feel like the medium of film and comics is different in that comics, the idea of going to the comic book store and getting that like that issue that had a Venom v. Carnage thing where you knew it was going to be awful and violent and you like snuck that shit home yeah. and you read that under your covers at night because your parents would be like, what are you reading? And like it had a little kind of like it was, it was naughty to have it. And I think that's different than a movie because a movie is – you're in a theater with people and, and parents will be going with the kids. So you have to kind of sell the idea that like, it's not as messed up as you think, but when you're a kid, it was messed up. And that's why you wanted it. Yeah. You wanted to see the crazy stuff that would happen. That's what made carnage. Cool. He wasn't cool. Any other, it was just a wacky dude. When you crazy look at him, person. Yeah. Carnage isn't that great of a character, but it was like, Whoa, he's so violent and awful. He's like an evil venom, but venom was already bad. Whoa. And yeah. It's very, like, right. it's very 90s thinking yes very <laughs> 90s yeah yeah um i wish that would have been like an hbo show i wish they would have taken like venom and carnage and turned it into an hbo show like they did with uh peacemaker in terms of the violence yeah. right like that show oh, worked because yeah. it was so violent um i recently rewatched the spawn trailer and uh, for the like, movie yeah yeah and i was like oh my god this is so 90s and so 90s it, it's like edge you know where it's like ah 
It was uh, John Linguizamo or whatever. John Linguizamo. He was the clown, great right? Character. He's great. Or, or not the clown. Nailed that one. What was his name? What was the, the something Aider? What was his name in that movie? I, Violator. He was Violator. That's who it was. Violator, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, the that's HBO Spawn show. If you ever have a chance to watch that, the old cartoon they did, that was oh, a yeah. messed up show. Man. That ice that episode with the ice cream guy, whatever his name was, who would like kidnap kids. I think I've said this a couple times on <laughs> stream. I don't know if I've told you guys before. Uh, right before we shut down role play, we were supposed to have a meeting with Todd McFarlane, where he was interested in like taking role play stories into into something, and it never happened because we shut it down. But that was like one of those things where was, I was like, "Oh my fucking god, we, I have all your toys. Like I have a, I have every single toy." yours from the 90s in that box over there they're fucking incredible um but yeah that's my that's my spawn story anyways (laughs) that's all i got never happened Mm. could happen never did uh also bronze you mentioned uh sandman i haven't talked about it much on stream i just want to say the episode have you watched all of it Mm, no what episode are you on uh seven okay the episode with death first oh, 30 minutes sounds- of that episode yeah incredible like just yeah. like you don't even have to watch the rest of the show just watch episode six the first 30 Beautiful. minutes and you're just like this is insane like that's the, so good. i made a thread on this sandman is a love letter to the comic book yeah it, it, oh yeah it's really like every episode is named after the issue of the comic and it follows the plot of the comic there are some changes because they don't have the rights to use DC stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in the comics, you have John Constantine, Martian Manhunter, a cameo from uh, Green Lantern, Batman. They're not going to put that in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the like it's it's really it's really good. I really episode. like it. Did you like Twenty Four Seven? Uh, what episode was that? Was that the Dinosaur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinosaur was good. <laughs> it, it wasn't <laughs> as uh, it wasn't as like violent. I think is uh, mm-hmm. the comic but it still did a pretty good job yeah yeah, well, yeah. I, and really quickly to go back to what you're saying earlier about like the wokeness of it i remember seeing a guy there's only like three dudes who post really insane videos on youtube <laughs> but they always show up all the time and you're like sure i don't want to see any more of this i don't want... but i saw one of those and it was about how like look how they sex changed john constantine it's like bro if you did two seconds of research it was because of legal stuff. Yeah. It isn't because yeah, they were like, right. ha, 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 we're going to try and screw people. I knew, like, I knew that without even looking it up. I knew that without even yeah. looking it up. I was yeah. like, there's a John Constantine show. They don't have the rights to do John Constantine. And so they, I, just, I, I, they were like, all right, join a Constantine. Done. Easy. We're we're all right. And she was great. No yeah. It's like, how do you notice that? You notice that, oh, there's no John Constantine, but you don't notice there's no Martian Manhunter same fucking reason they don't have the rights yeah well it's also because they they probably didn't read they've never read the comic and they know they saw joanna constantine and got outraged yeah about it we're like i knew knew he wasn't going to be in there i would have loved if he was in there i would have loved even more if it was fucking keanu reeves i would have lost my fucking shit yeah there's there's no way that was going to happen because that's an i like that's a much bigger ip than sandman i'm sorry but it's a much bigger ip and i have no doubt in my mind we're going to see Hellblazer 
again, like in the future. I know that the show that was a Constantine show got canceled, but like that's not something they're going to let go. They had a Lucifer spinoff. They've made the spinoffs of Sandman, you know, the Lucifer spinoff before they made Sandman. So they, you know, and they did do some nods to it. Like the actress who plays, um, what's her name? Mezikeen. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, from, I think, Lucifer. Oh, that was the same uh, actress from Lucifer? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I was wondering if that was the same, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know because I'm not up to date on Lucifer until someone told me. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that they have nods to it. But they can't do that for everything because it has to be, there's a lot of legal paperwork. They got to get two companies to shake hands and money to be exchanged for things like that to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I also think like, because some people complain that the person that plays Lucifer in the show is not playing it in the comic. And I was like, I don't know what you watched, but I honestly think Brianna Tarth killed it. So yeah, I thought she was great too. It's, I think it's, she a, good, it's a good show. People it's just good. be complaining. Yeah. Well, people were saying that they swapped Lucifer's gender. And I was like, I don't think they swapped Lucifer's gender. I think that, I think that he's supposed to be God's most like beloved, beautiful, gorgeous angel. Why can't a woman play that role? Like what? Did they not see the, the act, they not see the previous Constantine movie yeah. with Keanu? Yeah. Like it, most angels have a sort of androgynous vibe anyway. And if we're being real, uh, most angels are like an eyeball with like wings <laughs> made of eyes and you know, so like get over yourself. <laughs> to me, like, I did not feel that that was strange that Lucifer was being played by a, 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 a female actress. Cause I was like, isn't he supposed to be like, so goddamn fucking gorgeous. He kind of looked like, yeah. you know, Neil, like, Neil, said that, Neil said that Lucifer is supposed to be like genderless. Like it, it just so happens. It's a freaking deity. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it makes sense to me. And then there's been a lot of conversation about desire and I'm like, desire has always been, I thought like, that they were non-binary. great. We didn't have a word for it, yeah. you know, right. I feel like when that comic came out, but desire is supposed to be whatever you want desire to be. They and were great. I just would like to point out, yeah. just for the record, none of them have junk, by the way. <laughs> sure. Just gonna yeah. put it out there. Your definition of of you know what a person should be is not what like a mythical endless you know, spiritual be, yeah. creature like Lucifer don't got a dong or whatever. Like <laughs> shut up. It's unimportant. Yeah. Like <clears throat> so and, uh, people are getting mad that death is black, but they completely miss the scene where they show the girl looking out through the bars and the version of Keiko that she sees, a version of Salmon that she sees is black because they appear as we want them to appear. Right. So maybe, I don't know, just maybe open your brain and think, <laughs> maybe death being black, the version that's like, just if Keiko, if, if, if Sandman can be black, why can't death be black? Maybe she has a white version too. She appears as whatever friendly face she needs to appear as to do her job. Yeah. Like there are a lot of people that are saying, "Oh, this is just—they're just being horrible." I was like, "Well, the big thing with the comic is it was predominantly like male and white." I think the changes they made all affected that without upsetting the plot. You know, to me, they made sense, and I—I I like that they include the Raven earlier in this because the other thing, which was my concern going into Salmon, is like, y'all. 
Morpheus is a brooding son of a bitch, and most of his his, his shit is like inner monologue. And I was like, this is gonna be really hard to put on camera. And they fixed it. They turned Patton Oswalt into a bird. Normally, that 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 character doesn't show up until way later in the comics. They put him in early, so he has someone to bounce off of and talk to. Because otherwise, he is a brooding goth emo motherfucker yeah. that is doesn't say anything. He's the originator of emo. <laughs> yes, the OG. You know, the so OG like, emo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I love the contrast of like that and his sister death who's like so plucky i liked that i thought that was like really good yeah i think they nailed it it was good watch it on netflix if you haven't uh we can round out today's show talk about the ending of season one of ye old x-men jesse you're freaking this, out. this show is crazy how so I, they did the entire Days of Future Past arc in two episodes they did in it in 40 minutes, minutes. yeah Unhinged. couldn't believe it couldn't believe it yeah i it moves I fast what's crazier what's crazier to me beast was in prison the entire season yeah i thought for sure his arc was like in prison i thought for sure he would have gotten out and he'd do something all he did was be a prisoner and then have like a witty i think he did shakespeare when they released him from prison i was like all right cool <laughs> Crazy. to me that was like such a dope season finale though like Agreed. it really like he's almost justified by the end of it where he's like i'm not gonna break out of here because i have faith that like you guys will figure out a way to 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 i think he understood sorry i'm gonna get very deep here <laughs> i think he understood that him breaking out wouldn't fix anything because they would what? just grab him and put him back in and it was like the system that needed to change yeah and by the end of it it's the system that changes and so i definitely was like damn Beast was really the main character of this whole goddamn thing. Like, I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I couldn't believe. So, my, in my memory, I remember Mystique being a huge part of this show and the whole, like, Mystique and Rogue backstory thing and, like, this whole thing I remember. In this season, Mystique is like, I'm Gambit. <laughs> I forgot that was a plot point. I forgot there was a whole, like, I've got to go back in time and stop Gambit from killing people be in DC because he's going to he's gonna be the one that starts everything. I forgot Gambit was such an important character. Yeah. I forgot, like, Mystique pretended to be Gambit. There's so much stuff that that's I... That's why, I, in, the, in the late 90s, that's why so many people are upset that Gambit was never cast in the films when they, when they used this plot line. I totally, absolutely forgot that this, that this is season one. I couldn't believe how much they crammed in this season. Insane to me. Yeah, and a lot of that was because they didn't know if they were going to get any more episodes, right? So they, they wanted to, like, complete the story. Um, sure. But you're, you're right. It moved fast. It was 12, 21-minute episodes or something like that. And they covered, they had, like, Apocalypse shows up. He's in there. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that after. Cable shows up. Forge is in there. After we Bishop, ended. Like, yeah. After we ended our last discussion last week, or whatever it was, two weeks, whatever it was that we had our conversation. Yeah, last Monday. I couldn't believe the next episode was Apocalypse. Like, right out the gate, just, I was like, wait, <coughs> what? Apocalypse just shows up? And then from there, it's like, all right, and now we're going to have, like, more Trask stuff. And, oh, by the way, also, we're doing Days of Future Past now. Oh, and by the way, now Magneto and Charles are going to, like, team up 
to fly the the X jet or whatever it is yeah. into the like cat like crazy crazy. Oh, and by the way, Gene and Cyclops definitely have to get married as well, or at least propose to. I was like, how did all this stuff happen in one season? It was wild. Yeah. What I love, though, what the biggest lesson to learn from the X-Men animated series is that they still don't do. They don't completely resolve every plot point, which is so good. They're just yeah, like, well, right this isn't a threat for now. And I almost like that, you know, because it's like, yeah, leave, leave them open. If they're disarmed, why not leave them so we can see them again in the in the future? You know, why are we stabbing killmonger and stuff like that or it's like let's, let's leave it open why why can't we leave it open yeah um and i love that they do that and then they bring it back you know and yeah. then it's like oh remember this thing from episode three it's back now and it's like oh you know mm -hmm. like i doubt this the last we're gonna see of apocalypse they didn't kill him they were just like oh your horsemen back. have dealt with goodbye apocalypse you know yeah i think he's a returning <laughs> character what's what's genius too is the way that they in those bringing it back moments they bring back things that i did not expect so like when we have the episode where they're underground they're hanging out with the morlocks yeah in the future in bishop's future we see more morlocks and you're like yeah. oh that's where they've been well, that's cute yeah. i love stuff like that i thought that was great so yeah it was it was very surprisingly for as insane as it was i loved every minute of this I was so in, and it was wacky as hell. And I think maybe that's why I liked it, because it was so crazy. I was like, I, yeah. I can't help but love yeah. what I'm watching. I think one of my favorite things about it, because I 100% agree, Jesse, one of my favorite things about it is how much they hate each other. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're not, yes. like a, they're not a straight up like, team. Yeah. I'm not going to go with you, because I don't trust you. And also, I will fucking kill you. Try and that's, it. That's Absorbing mostly Wolverine. Please, Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Gambit, Gambit, like when they're when they're sure. rebuilding this, Gambit blows something up, like just to. They're constantly fucking with each other, constantly. Where it's like, well, I'm not gonna leave them two alone. They need a babysitter. They just hate each other so much. Yeah. Even and, like and Gambit's like, even you, Storm, you don't believe me, and it was just like, what is what's, happening? What's fascinating right? is seeing the growing friendship between all the female characters in the show and then mm -hmm. the male characters ripping each other apart the entire time <laughs> it's so fascinating to see you're like rogue and storm <clears throat> have been buddies for a while and now and you see gene kind of like opening up to people and jubilee being like welcome to the group and then every guy in the show is just like i'll kill you if you come near me <laughs> and then he's like shut up you i'll eye blast you and he's like hey i have my god mon ami and then like it, they just hate each other and then somewhere in the distance you're like yeah morph is coming back bitches and you're like this is ridiculous this show is insane i loved it loved it yeah that was really good it gets uh i i want to say like in the next two seasons they introduce like so many more fucking characters like just just like spider-man shows up he's in there I think he has like an episode with uh with Wolverine or something like that. Um they do the whole uh I the the dinosaur island thing that's in there. Uh, I think the first two episodes of the next season are the wedding uh with Jean Grey and Cyclops. Yeah, the the Shi'ar Empire, they go to space and do all that shit, Phoenix Arc, that's all in there. There's a lot. 
there's there's so much shit um and i think it's i think it's only three seasons but we have to watch it all because they're gonna do the 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 x-men 97 like they're continuing it uh in some form yeah i I don't know i hope it's like this because it's so good yeah i mean if it it, it'd be kind of if we got the same exact writing but the animation is in like 4k or 1080p i'm i'm in like i think that's gonna be a fantastic show i think that'll be great i love that there's like there's not because this is what i've always have to say since day one you don't have to like explain everything you know yeah yeah. like just trust that like people will get it and my favorite is like when the sentinel shows up magneto's like no and he's like i'm made of plastic <laughs> it's like that that's yeah all. that's so that's- stupid. <laughs> so stupid i lost my shit i was like why didn't they make them out of plastic to begin with but i just love how he's like no machine can defeat oh what and he's like i made of plastic. <laughs> yeah. i was like i think it's in, now in the current MCU, they would have to do a whole story arc of showing how they developed that plastic, of explaining why that plastic is better than that. Ma- and I'm like, you don't have to do that. Sometimes you could just say, I'm plastic. I, I think the brilliant thing about this, and, and I will say that I notice this when it lands well, and I think every time it does, it's brilliant. And I will say a great example, modern times of this is the show Arcane. I think it is, yeah. at the end of the day, shows that make you like going back to x-men it doesn't explain everything what it does is it makes you interested in going to find out what the source material is so you yourself go dig up information and want to learn more and i think like i said arcane is a great example of that where it's like we're just gonna give you enough and now the season's over go look it up yourself and that i think is what real great expanded universe things do is make you want to get involved in whatever it is they're trying to like really sell you. So in this case, it's the comics and it's the world of X-Men, you know, and Arcane is like, go play League or whatever. But it's that kind of thing that if you can nail that, it works every time. And I think this is a great example of that, where every episode I'm like, I kind of want to just go, what was that? Yeah. 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 I think another another media or I mean, another ip that did a good job of that for me was like vermintide you don't really yes. need to know about warhammer fantasy to play it like you can just jump in and play it i'm sure the same will be true of dark tide but vermintide was my gateway drug like that made oh, me that's want the reason why you bought all the the minis yeah 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 that and like jeff oh. got me into it because jeff was like read dan abnett's um sure. eisenhorn chronicles and i was like okay yeah so i read xenos and i was like oh my god warhammer is so cool <laughs> and so that's what got me into 40k specifically but yeah vermintide was the first time i was like yo i played this because it's like a horde game and i play all the horde games but this game is actually really dope like i wanted to look at because like freaking saltspire made me interested in sigmar because you'll just be idling and he'll be like no sword can pierce me sigmar protect and i'm like who is this sigmar guy that this <laughs> dude has a heart on for like i need to know you know and it yeah. made me so interested in like all of the all of the characters and i and i know dan abnett is working on dark side so I cannot wait to see how Dark Tide brings people into 40k because I'm, I'm I bet you that will happen for with 40k for people where they play it 
they're like, yeah, I'm just playing it because it's like fun, horde game. And then soon they're going to be looking up Adeptus Mechanicus lore, and then you're in, and then you're one of us, and you can't get out. And, and they're buying you the stupid figurines. Dollars on miniatures. Yeah, yeah, and what's, you're going to love it. What's great about it, Bronze, is the four characters they picked, they mm -hmm. all have sort of like different angles that they come at it from. And so one of the ladies on the team hates everyone else on the team because they're all like scumbag assholes. And she's like really holy and in it for the emperor. And so it is super interesting to watch her like chastise everyone constantly on the team. And so that like is another like, well, why? Who is she? What? And I think, again, it just you want to know more. Why is this? Warhammer Chaos Gate is like an XCOM style Warhammer game that also nailed this. You have like an Inquisitor and then you have people that are like, we fucking hate Inquisitors. And you have this Admech Bay that's just like, irrelevant. I hate these quarreling mortals. Uh, looking at the numbers, the most optimal course of action is this, you know? <laughs> you have, like, they don't get along, but they're all working for the same mission. But yeah, this Inquisitor shows up out of nowhere and is like, this is my ship now. And everyone's like, you can't do that. She's like, actually, I can. And then it's like, but they're yeah, all it's... trying to chaos like they're all trying to they're but they all have different ideologies different approaches what one considers heretical the other considers just a very useful means of of accomplishing an end goal you know but that's some people but that's seeing other things they're useful tools but that's what's fascinating that connects directly to x-men is that you have all these characters are introducing the kids to for the first time maybe and you have like a magneto and you have a Wolverine and a Gambit and a Professor X, and you have, uh, you know, a Beast sitting in jail. You have all these characters who come from different perspectives and different mm -hmm. angles, and they don't bother to like overload a kid with a bunch of crap. They're just like, if the kid wants to know more, they'll go buy the comic. And yeah. that is that's per that's the perfect way to do it. And so, you know, so often people think they like overthink this shit, and they're like, no, if we don't explain it, then they won't know. It's like, no, they'll. They'll figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. No. They, they all you need, this is, I think about this all the time, and I always bring this up. Someone help tell me how when I was a child, there was no Star Wars movies except for the original three, but I knew that I knew the Emperor's last name or last name or whatever was Palpatine. So I, that wasn't in any of those movies. How does I, as a kid, did I know that? It's because somewhere there was additional source material that said so, and I know I looked that shit up because I was curious about that world and it's that kind of thing that like kids are curious by nature and so if you don't sh give them everything a curious kid who cares will go it's just like dinosaur movies they didn't jurassic park didn't spend hours explaining every little ounce of dinosaur detail i as a kid was curious and went to go look up more information and then i learned more about wow. them and so i was I, super hyped dinosaur kid is an archetype the way horse girl is there's like horse girl <laughs> dinosaur kid and I've I've met a few dinosaur kids in my life, and they're always like, "Oh yeah, this is a Spinosaurus. It could do this, That's this, this. And this." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh wow, I That's didn't Jessie. know there were that many kinds of dinosaurs." That's like it's that is the absolute key to as it like from teacher Jesse's side. That is the key to kids wanting to learn more. Is if you interest them in something, they'll go learn it themselves. You don't have to hold their hands or guide them. They will find the information. And X-Men, this show, is the absolute... It seems crazy to say this, but it's a perfect example of that when you consider, like, the massive 
many years spanning saga of the X-Men and what X-Men is really truly about at its core about acceptance and like society, like when a kid goes down that path, that's, that's brilliant to be like, we don't have to explain the ins and outs of this shit to them. They'll find it on their own. And I'm so watching this again. I was like, man, I'm so glad I had a show like this as a kid. Like, this is great. I loved this. That's good. Shout out to Mr. Baldwin, fourth grade. Or sorry, fifth grade got me into uh, Greek and Roman mythology and eventually Viking mythology. It was all him. Yeah. Based off of I like, love what it. I was reading and what I was into, he was like, do you want to see the source material that inspired all this? I was like, sure. He let me borrow <laughs> this book. And uh, we talk about it after class. Yeah. It was also the first time I realized uh, how horrible people are with rumors because he used to have all these rumors about him. And one of them was that like he smokes, he does this and that, all this other stuff. One day I asked him, I said, everyone says you have a pack of cigarettes in your back pocket and that you give kids cigarettes. Pulled it out. It was a pack of playing cards. And he did a magic trick for me. And after that, I literally hated everyone my age. Did he pull a cigarette out of thin air? No. That was crazy. I I, I started hating people my age because they, like, talked so much shit on this guy. And they were like, oh, he's divorced and he lives in his car and all that stuff. And so one day I, like, asked him. And, like, none of that was true. And I was like, I hate children. Like, he's such a nice Everyone's so mean. And they say such horrible things about him. Yeah. That's and after that, I just didn't like kids my age. I like like older old people. <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it. We uh, we'll have to watch season two. There's five seasons. I was missed. There's five seasons. There's this. five. Yeah. I, I doesn't Disney only have goes, three? No, it goes do have, from. Do they have all five? Isn't that is isn't that why it's called X Men ninety seven? Yeah, it goes from ninety two to ninety seven. Yes, ninety two. So ninety seven is the continuation. Yeah, right? yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I assumed. It is. Yeah. I just don't remember seeing five seasons on Disney Plus. That's a lot of seasons. It's going to be set in '97 then too, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, all whatever's happened in the rest of the the show. For some fun, the kids are in for a good time. Well, it. it, I mean, do do y'all remember what happens in the final episode? Okay. Mm -mm. Not at all. I don't know what they're going to (laughs) do. Sign me up. The final, I, don't I don't remember the final episode's called graduation day i don't remember <laughs> anything that happens at the end all okay. i remember is that at some point we get like the dinosaur island and at some point we that's get like, yeah that's early phoenix and then we get like some crazy stuff but and then of course we get the what eventually becomes the uh like i'm juggernaut bitch we get that yeah like that's all in this but omega red shows up at all He's in there. Yeah. I don't know if um, well, Onslaught. Mold. Oh, yeah. Master Mold, he shows up. I, uh, shows no, he, up I mean, we had him. Right, he right. Like, he shows up again, though, is what I'm saying. He's already that in That happened right after Days of Future. The pacing on this is wild. It's wild. I wonder if it changes when they now know they have more seasons, and so it becomes sort of a different show. Someone said I'm very season curious. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the overall flow of this show at all again it was a long time ago we're talking 92 oh. that's 30 years ago someone said uh season four and season five are animated completely different because the studio got bought out by sabin i think they give apocalypse fangs for example animated completely different yeah i wonder yeah, well, i can't wait i can't wait yeah. 
guess we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They gave him vampire wings. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall that. The last, like, the latest I remember watching was the Phoenix arc, and I think that's season three. So well, I remember, maybe like, they Mr. Meant Mr. Sinister has has fangs. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Sinister. Well, that would maybe. make more sense. Yeah. Um. Did anybody else think it was hilarious? There's so many like small little things that made me laugh out loud in the show. One of my favorites is like Xavier's like X Men, come to me or whatever, and they all go and Rogue is like, "Oh, Jubilee's asleep." Okay, anyway, so she <laughs> no, dude, the best part. I sent this to Jesse. The stupid TikTok pic. I, I'm, my phone's right here. I heard me say animated X Men, right? So then later mm-hmm. that night. On my TikTok feed were animated X-Men memes. Fucking TikTok, right? So the the funniest one, I sent this to Jesse on, uh, I think, a text or something like that. It was with zero context, and a building falls on top of Storm, right? Like, completely falls on top of her. Cyclops turns around and says, help, Storm is claustrophobic. <laughs> yes. like, but, but that's... that's I, I, Honestly, no I know that so seems, seems insane, but it's like such a very quick way to point out. Yeah, here's a um, character bit about Storm, and I yeah, well, yeah, yeah the show kind of has led up to that as well. They were they were teasing that she was, but, but but it's the exact same thing as what Bronze was saying about like, oh no, he's plastic. Same <laughs> same yes. thing is it's just like a real quick storytelling note, and you as a kid get it instantly. But it's also like if you're as an adult watching it, it seems insane. That someone thought we must add this line. It's 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 very weird, but it's actually I don't know. It's strangely endearing. I have no clue, and maybe that's just all nostalgia. Maybe this is an entire nostalgia trip for me because I remember watching the show and loving it, and so I have no clue. But every everything for in me, this, I'm like, yep, that's nostalgia. checks out. I don't. I think for me, it's like sometimes it can be that simple because, like, why is it that when we acknowledge that anytime you critique any of these movies at all, I hear the same thing. Just turn off your brain and enjoy it. Just turn off your brain and enjoy it. Just turn off your brain and enjoy it. Yeah. But then, so like we generally as a society, we understand these are not like Oscar award film, you know, winning films that are here to be pros on the screen. Then why do we treat it like that when we're writing it? Like, well, no, we have to come up with a very elegant, solution and da 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 I feel like the overexposition is what kills it. Like I think you could have just had these super powered beings in Miss Marvel, but instead they're like, there's a there's a newer dimension and the newer is in you and the newer was unlocked because of this bangle and also my son's newer is unlocked because he also has the bangle and if the newer dimension collides with this dimension, everything's gonna get deleted so and it's like why did you why, what is all the we didn't need all this exposition I y'all could have been like you literally could have said wow it seems like the bracelet unlocked something in you i don't know what that is but you have superpowers now and at the end they could have been like she's a mutant that's why but said they're like nope we have to explain all of this you're a, you're a jinn and the the jinn the ajnabi the jinn people they've been and i'm like and then half of those plot lines don't even go anywhere because they're like, we have to explain everything to the audience. Yeah. This moment, right right now, I explain all of it. And I'm like, 
I do think there's two people. Really? There's there's what everything you just described and hating that, and then there's the flip side of everything you just described and loving that. Right. So like but there's yeah. there, there's in a situation where they can't win unless it's just a good film. And that's how they usually win. When it's just like, oh, there's, there's Thor like Ragnarok was good, good. There's good and bad ways to do like um I don't want to say mythological, but like that extra bit of like paranormal stuff. Yeah. Good, a gr- the best example I can think of is if you ever played the first Dishonored game that literally mm-hmm. has a paranormal element to it that they explain nothing to you, but you get enough that you're like, holy shit, this is, there's something going on here that's like way bigger. They don't really pay it off in Dishonored 2, but in the first one, it's got this like incredible, you only see one city. You only experience one part of the world, and there's a bigger world. There's a bigger thing going on, and you find little scraps and paper. And it's that kind of thing that I think is like, it has all this extra bullshit. And if and and if you're into that, you can have it, and you can like really sink your teeth into it. But it's unnecessary, and I think that's the fine line you have to walk. Where, you know, I love the idea of introducing like, oh, there's this alternate reality. It's this and this and this. But when you, you know, weigh it down with like all the terms and all the like you are this and this thing and this thing and if the nor dimension does this it does this and it becomes too much it's suddenly now it's like you could have had they something we could have done something to the to the partition like they didn't have to do an episode on the partition they could have been like well this thing called the partition happened so like we don't know what happened to asia and we don't know where this bangle comes from we have no clue and that that could have been a story that unfolded over the next three seasons, and we could have focused on a girl in Jersey navigating puberty crushes and superpowers with people yeah. trying to shut her down and people trying to shut her mosque down. That's a much more emotionally compelling story. The Red Daggers had no payoff. I I, I still don't know how they knew Aisha. I like pointed that out. I was yeah. like, at what point would she have interacted with them? And they all acted like, oh, we knew Aisha. I'm like, how? Because she never made it to Pakistan. Like she never got right. there. Uh, the, the, so like in in their uh, in their rush to explain things they tend to explain them very poorly because they are over here trying to develop us plots like just leave it open i guess some people get frustrated where they're like but where did the bangle come from it's like <laughs> shut up you yeah. don't need to know right now like just know that she's got it and it gives her powers Part- and yeah. the brilliance of that is like saying where did the bangle come from maybe you'll find out in season two like that's yeah. the smart money is like leave the open-ended thing like that. You don't have to explain everything immediately. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of this stuff, which again makes me feel like they felt like we got one season, cram everything we can cram into this one season. We'll never get another season. It seems yeah. like that was the vibe of this, but because it also relates to X-Men, the, this first season seems like they crammed in everything, except again, with this first season, they were like, look, we got 21 minutes. We can't explain everything. Kids will figure it out. <laughs> and I think that's the right way to go with stuff like this is if you have, yeah six episodes don't cram it full of stuff that doesn't matter to the characters mm-hmm. you know get, there is no way they could have done a beast in prison storyline in something like miss marvel where it's just like we're gonna let a character stay in one place and the character's gonna be that character and their growth is that the world changes they don't they are firm in their belief and there's no way they would have found a way to put that in there because every single episode miss marvel everyone changes all the time and you're just like <laughs> okay yeah the, the pacing cool. is off yeah and i feel like the beast message is like a super strong one but they do a really good job of just adding in and it might seem shoehorn but it's actually kind of cute like even with rogue it's just like a little throwaway scene where she's driving and gambit's like oh my god like what the fuck you drive like a maniac and she's like 
oh, he's like, Where, who, who taught you how to drive? And she's like, good old boys on old country roads. You learn so much from Rogue, <laughs> from that fucking line. Yeah. She drives like a maniac because she was riding around in Jeeps and trucks with, you know, like country boys on back roads. And I think that's so cute. And that's kind of what's missing from a lot of shows now is like that that cute that little cute shit where it's like why do you drive like a maniac and like you know little things like that yeah yeah perfect example very good <coughs> i agree i agree well i hope we all come back next monday and we're ranting about how good she hulk is i, I hope so too man we'll I, hate, I just don't I hate, know i hate when i don't like a show because i'm like oh god I, i'll, I'll god, be honest the fourth wall show. breaking stuff usually does not land with me it is very rare that there's a fourth wall break and i'm like okay that was good so i'm already gonna maybe be like a test subject to see if it lands um because i couldn't like what is a good landing a fourth wall that's occurred deadpool yeah okay yeah but that character is built for it um sure i would also say uh good fourth wall landing is mr robot yeah that's yeah but mr robot wall. is it works for mr robot because everything in mr robot is like what the fuck is going on <laughs> well exactly and i think yeah, that's why yeah. it lands it's like True. when a guy turns the camera and goes are you seeing this that's you're like oh shit like that's that's the kind of stuff that yeah. works and so it's all about the context right if it's a show where it is her telling the story of that time or something like that it's easier to accept a fourth wall break but from the trailer we can see there's a moment where she turns to the camera and hulk literally looks at the camera as well so in that moment is she turning to look at nothing and hulk is like what are you doing we'll find out i have no clue i kind of wish it was like shot like what we do in the shadows that's my hope is that people are chronicling like, like hey, established like or like the office like We've established a new division of superhuman law, and we're going to document the behind-the-scenes making of it. Because that's my favorite mm. part of, like, fourth wall breaking in what we do in the shadows is when they look at the camera. And, and like, there's characters that will even be like, wait, who was all these? Oh, they're making a documentary about us. Ignore them. Anyways, you know, and, like, sometimes characters will interrupt their confessionals, and she'll be like, shut up, Isabel. I'm doing my confessional thing right now. And I kind of love that they shoot it like that. Yeah. I think of yeah. that part of it where if they are looking at the camera like you know like because it's in the universe that there's someone recording them i think that is what will make it land for me was there but, uh in the comics was there ever an explanation about the fourth wall who they were talking to okay. I, don't I don't think we'll get one well depending on which run you're reading but in comics fourth wall breaks are rare and they but they also work better yeah that's true because usually it's like inner monologue stuff, if that makes sense. It's not like them verbally saying, did you see that reader? Um, it'll be like a <clears throat> brain ball, like between you and me, you know, I don't think that abomination is much of a threat, but around these parts, he's considered. So like, you don't really have to break fourth wall in comics that much, but like Deadpool and Gwenpool are famous for, and Harley, Harley Quinn yeah. are famous for breaking the, the fourth wall, but they do it really well. So Cool. Well, I hope it doesn't suck. Are reviews out? I wonder if their review embargo is actually up. That might not happen till uh, tomorrow. Let's see. I'll just look real quick. Uh, 
I don't see any. No. No, I don't see any reviewers. For they're it. not out yet. Yeah. Well, it's probably tomorrow then, if not Wednesday. They usually are, are closer to uh, to launch date, so we will see. I guess if only if all we get out of this is we get to see more Mark Ruffalo as Hulk, kind of that's I'm okay with that. Like I'm all right with that. I, I think he's really fun to watch on screen. I also wonder if we'll get to see more like human Hulk, right? Because then they yeah, show up. I love Ruffalo. I I think he's such a great Hulk, and but I will not restart my lamentations of how I haven't enjoyed Hulk writing. Yeah, I do think, I do no. think he's a great Hulk. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, I just hadn't had the best writing, so we'll see. We're gonna get a lot of them, I think, in this show. We're gonna get a lot of like crossover stuff, and uh, we'll discuss it next Monday. Let's uh, let's do some shout outs. Call it a show. Jesse, you want to start us off? Sure. Hey everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's exciting to be back, and I'm excited for a new show, and I'm super excited to take some time to do all that. Uh, boy, boy, oh boy, I uh, we have a plethora of video games coming out. So a if you plethora? enjoy those, a ple- would you say we have a plethora? Uh, yes, <laughs> I would say we have a plethora of games coming out. Uh, my God, August twenty third. I can already think of um. Saints Row, I believe, is coming out. Uh-huh. The Total War Immortal Empire is coming out for Correct. Warhammer. Uh, new Final Fantasy XIV uh, uh, patch, whatever. Com- like there's so like in my world, I got like eight games coming out in the span of a week. So it'll be a wild time. Super excited. Um, and then just the normal stuff I do, hanging out, being silly. So excited for that. And uh, you know, just. Being a big old goof on the internet, I'm back. So back to work I go. Uh, we'll see. I hope. Bronze, do some shoutouts. What do you got going on? Hi, hello. I'm that bronze girl. Right now I'm playing Cult of the Lamb, and it's the most fun I've been having playing a game in a minute. I I know people think of me as a hateful person, but I don't think y'all realize how much I love when I like something. Like, I'm just like, yes, finally. So I really love Stray and now Cult of the Lamb. So my life is amazing right now because I'm not being disappointed in games. And that's always a good feeling. Um, yeah, I stream on Twitch. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter and YouTube. Um, yeah, I've been editing videos and putting them up uh, on all those places. And uh, my D&D, weekly D&D game, Shikar, comes back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard yeah, so come check it out. We've we take little breaks in between, and that but that's our long running campaign. So in the one I DM, so come by if you if you like my DMing. I think you do. I'm a I'm a I'm a decent DM. I've read the Dungeon Master's Guide. Nice. I, I've heard that's the first step, and that, that is, is why I, you fail. <laughs> you read the Dungeon Master's Guide. You might as well just wow. be terrible. You know rules. Wow. Jesse's never read it. Jesse's never read anything. And he's yeah, Jesse actually can't read. I actually don't know. Yeah, I can't read. I don't know how. Yeah. I also got only audiobooks for me. Book, which is the 40k role playing game. And I'm excited to see Wait, what Dark Heresy? Is that what you're saying? No, it's Wrath and Glory, as it's the current edition. 
by Cubicle 7. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Is that brand new? I don't think it's brand new. It's newer. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and then Spelljammer is dropping soon. I did a video on Spelljammer uh, yeah, ship when did, combat. When does Dungeons that come and out? Dragons channel. I think it comes out. The I already have my pre-release edition, so I don't know what the actual release date is. Ooh. Wow! Look at this bronze over here. Well, wow. well. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast NDA'd me, and wow. to make their ship combat videos, like I got it like way early. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess I could do shout-outs here real quick. Uh, what do we got going on? Stuff. There's new Path what of Exile League on? on Friday. I might check that out. I'm still trying to work my way through xenoblade but that's a hundred plus hour game so that's a lengthy playthrough uh tomorrow me and stripper are going to be playing some sponsored tribes of midgard i think that starts at 2 p.m eastern uh, i'm still working through cult of the lamb like bronze i also want to check out spider-man on the pc because i heard it looks really good uh on the 26th and the 27th of this month we're going to be watching the uh hobbit trilogy as well as the original trilogy of lord of the rings we'll be marathoning those on twitch via a watch party if you want to watch those with uh the chat feel free to stop on by uh and then on uh, september 1st i'm actually taking a little bit of a break so there will be no mcu crew until i get back which i know i'm at least taking two weeks off but i'm not sure if it's going to extend further than that so there will not be a show on the 5th of september or the 12th of september uh, but she hulk runs nine weeks so we'll still be able to uh, discuss all that stuff in the meantime uh probably will be back by the 19th uh but if not we'll definitely do a show on the 26th so that's what we got coming up uh what i got coming up that's what everyone else has got coming up as well in their shout outs i'm gonna go take more medicine because i'm i'm way too coherent you know i need to get real sloppy on stream i gotta get all over the place that's my favorite version i like the sloppy you i just like it all sloppy yeah i don't I don't have anything else to say. After I don't that. like the way you say sloppy. Yeah, don't. You don't like the way I say sloppy? I say it like, uh, shout out to old Adam Sandler. You like your sloppy Joes? Actually, it was Adam Sandler, whatever it is. Extra sloppy. Yeah, that's all I think about all the time. Yeah. Well, Even didn't he have a song? To say, sloppy. Didn't he have a song where he sings Sloppy Joe? And Billy well, Madison? that was actually Saturday Night Live where uh, Chris Farley was the lunch lady. That was Lunch Lady Land. Uh, yes i'm very old so don't worry no you're right you're right sloppy all right bronze doesn't get that reference probably half a chat we'll get that reference though we're out of here we'll see you next monday we'll come with our thoughts on uh she hulk first episode it's out thursday watch it be prepared we'll also watch more x-men uh i guess the next break we'll see we'll, we'll have some uh break period does this by the way does she hulk take us all the way to black panther or is there like a two or three week break it's nine weeks. Let's see. I don't know. So I go Thursday. Yes. When does Black? Yes, it does. Question. Is there an episode after Black Panther airs? No, I'm sorry. I'm incorrect. I forgot that October exists. I think this takes us halfway. You forgot that October exists? Yeah. It's like a month or something in there. I think this takes us into like early October. So there's like a two or three right. week break. Also, does Game of Thrones start Sunday? Couldn't tell you. I think that starts Sunday. Okay. Somewhere, my love of Game of Thrones exists, but it's not in this reality anymore. But Jesse, George R.R. R. Martin said that it was really, really good. 
and you should watch it. I'm sure he got paid a ton to say that. <laughs> it's going to be so exciting to watch more Game of Thrones, Jesse. My mom thinks so, too. My mom is like, I'll give it a watch. I didn't watch the first show, and this one looks neat. I was like, all right. She's like, I heard you don't even have to watch the first one to get it. I'm like. Do you all watch uh, Better Call Saul? That ends tonight. Yes. Amazing. Great show. Did you see their tweet? They're, I don't I even watch the show, and I got, like, chills. Their tweet says, uh, uh, like, that's that's Saul, folks, or something like that. They made, like, a, a joke out of it. I don't know. I might I try see. To watch Also, I got to watch a whole season of uh, Westworld, so shit. Oh, geez. A lot of Ed? shows. Yeah, I got, I got stuff to do. A lot of shows. All right. We're rambling. We're out of here. Thanks for watching. Did we break three hours? Nope. Still the best one-hour show that ran two and a half hours. Have a good one. We'll see you next week for She-Hulk. Bye-bye.